1: i yeah. you
2: today, Good to have you along with, uh, with me for this uh, four hours of uh, talk about what the politicians are up to here in uh, Little Rock. It will affect you as uh, your life goes on. Whatever they do here has a direct effect on you. So it's important that you know what they're up to here in the, uh, the Marble Palace, as we refer to it on the Dave Ellswick Show. With me today, I'm really lucky, man. I get some of the cool people to come on my show. Dallas Green is here today. Move up on that microphone, Dallas, so we can hear you good. Go ahead and talk Hi to Dave. us. All Glad right. to be here. Let me see. Let me turn the mics up here a little bit. Let's see if I can get you in here a little bit better. I forget I forget what all the what the, all the knobs do, uh, uh, Aaron talking to Aaron back at the station. So if she gets really, really loud, it's my fault, all right. Although she can get really, really loud. <laughs> And it may not be my fault, except that <laughs> I right. asked her a question. That's anyway, right. it's good we'll to see you again. You've been you've been working hard, girl. Yeah. You were I sure have. you were with, of course. Uh, I know Lander's campaign. Correct. You worked hard on that. Uh,
3: that was one thing Steve and I have in common: where we love to work.
2: Well, that's good. That's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. No, I love great. to work. You know, yeah. I, I'm at like this to, a lot.
3: People that like to work, when they get together.
2: Really work. Yeah, I try to get things. Yeah, <laughs> really sorry that Steve didn't win. I wanted him to win. I tried to do everything I could do to help him to win. A lot of people did. Yeah, there were a couple of areas I thought he made some mistakes. Other than that, uh, I thought he ran a pretty good campaign. Well, thank you. I know that you helped him run a good campaign. Thank you. Who was the other lady that was in that meeting that I had with you all at one time? What it, was it Emily? Uh, kind of a blonde-headed yes. lady. Yeah, Emily, and, my Emma, friend Emily Brown. Yeah, what's she up to?
3: She uh, owns a boutique in the Heights. Okay. And she has for years. I don't know if I can say the name on the radio. but Yeah, sure. Go uh, ahead. It's Tulips. And, okay. Uh, she does a lot of volunteer work, and she also is a workaholic. Okay. So uh, when we all get together and we have a mission, we just we work well together. So, like I said, when people get together that like to work and have a passion for a certain goal, things happen.
2: All right, well good. You you've made a lot of good things happen. You worked very hard down in Saline County with the Republican Party down there and and done uh, a yeoman's task with the women down there. That's something that I let's talk about that for a few moments here in this first segment. Women have started really working hard within the party, the the Republican Party. I talked to Lunsford and to, you know, Bentley and to Mayberry and to Davis and a lot of other women up here in the Capitol. Not
1: me, but
3: the Republican Party, the women Republicans, are full of a lot of esters and roofs. Not me, <laughs> but other ladies. And um, they have certain beliefs, and they're going to stand up for them.
2: They've done good. And I mean, they, got some, good, yeah, they got some yeah. good stuff passed the last time. <laughs> Uh, when
1: you start messing with our children, we
2: Well, Mary Bentley is yes. all about. Yes, I uh, love she, she's, hel- she's been helping, of course. Uh, she helps Doublefield with yes. SB 43. Yes. She she's is. doing uh, HB 1153, right. which uh, says, uh, hey, look, uh, we're going to just let, you know, boys use the boys' bathroom and girls use the uh, girls' bathroom, yes. and that's determined by your biological designation on your birth certificate. Right, yeah. But. Let's not forget that here in Arkansas, you can. I think you can change that now, can't you? I don't know. I'm I think really that, I think that was something that passed a couple years back. I know in other states you can change your your uh, you know I'll look it your sex designation. Maybe we haven't done that yet. Maybe we we're still holding out, and I hope we'll continue to hold out against that because there's a lot there's a lot of things that are going to be discussed during this session, because Sarah Sanders, who I'm excited about, she's come out of the come out of the, the blocks firing. Yeah, I You agree. know she's I've on been, fire. I've
3: been pleasantly surprised.
2: surprised. Yeah, see because a lot she of was people. Very quiet yes, the campaign. she didn't talk very much. She yes, did, you know, I mean, she hasn't been on my show yet. I've and it's not for lack of trying. No, no. I've asked her to come on, but she hasn't. Uh, I keep hearing. She will be on, Dave. They, they keep, t- they keep telling awesome. me she'll be on. That's and good. so we got a lot to talk about. And I, first, my first thing that I'll you know, tell her is I congratulate her. Yes. First, I'm being the first woman governor of Arkansas. Right. It's been a long time coming. And then the first woman governor that is more conservative than any man that's sat in well, that sorry. chair yet well, we're, we're, thus we far. Get,
3: you know, like I said, when you start messing with our children, we're gonna we're gonna get involved,
2: and that's her number one theme. Yeah, it's kids. I agree. That's what she's uh, she's I about. I agree with that. I think she's it's a in, mom. don't you think it's interesting here in our country now that kids are treated the way that they are? That we we're we're telling kids that are four years old that they can choose their own gender. I think it's weird for parents to choose their kids' well, own gender. I mean,
3: my four-year-old, when when my 19-year-old daughter was four, she wanted to be Spider-Man.
2: I got you. You're gonna let her? Did, <laughs> did you tell her that we could turn her into a spider? No. I what? Mean, what would her pronouns have been? Yeah, Arachnoid? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just saying.
3: <laughs> I just hate. Uh, I hate that we try to sexualize children in any mm. way, whether it's dressing them up to look like they're a lot older than what they are or whatever it is that they're doing. I just let kids be kids because nowadays innocence doesn't last for very long. Anyways, I wish parents phone. would
2: do that. They go to Walmart <laughs> and they, they, they dress their kids up like they're right, that's
3: what I'm saying. 15 I mean, years older right. than what they are. That's what I'm saying. I, I, just, I just wish we wouldn't sex- sexualize children in any shape, form, or fashion. Let's let let's let us them be kids.
2: I mean, what's, what's wrong know. about dressing a kid up? That that is young, like at Easter time, right? With the frilly dresses and stuff, they like that.
1: Yeah, they like that. stuff. White socks with the cuffs. Yeah, they like
3: um, that stuff.
2: Yeah, they like doing that. They feel like a princess.
3: Well, we have to be an adult for the majority of our lives. So let's. Yeah, that's a truth. Enjoy being a kid for.
2: It's not everything it's cracked up to be. No,
3: it's really not. (laughs) And we try to tell the kids, but they won't listen.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They big rush to get old, and then once you get older. You get to a certain age in a big rush to try to be younger than what you are.
1: When you have to go to the mailbox.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And do the mail. And get the bills. <laughs> and that, that's when you'll say, I don't want to be an adult that's anymore. That's right. I've got a sign that it says in my my living room, it says, I, I'm not adulting today. That's right. And I don't. And then i got another one that says, you know, life is, is is sustainable if I had $6 million. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I, could, I could be a happy camper at that point. Thus far, are you happy about what you're seeing from uh, the, uh, the legislature? I mean, you and I both have been, I won't say we've been condemning of the legislature, but we have really questioned them over the years.
3: I think. There was a lot of times last session that I was very frustrated.
2: But, but that, that's, that's because the number one Republican that sits here in this building, the governor, it was not a bold person. He is, very, he is a very middle-of-the-road, milquetoast type of individual.
1: That is his and politics. that
2: and that drove me nuts. That's his politics. I wanted somebody bold. Why is and that's why I'm so excited about what Sarah's doing. I
3: think I think a um, a lot of the re- Republicans that have been around for a long time they were involved when this state was more Democrat and they still have that mindset that they have to lean a little bit to the left to uh, carry the vote. You know, I don't know. Maybe well, we've been, right. we've been sweeping I, I think, you know, some of them out. That's his politics. <laughs> that may not be his belief, but yeah. that's his politics. Yeah, so, well, we've been you know. sweeping them out. Well, so you, it's exciting to see maybe a little bit more of a conservative uh, politics.
2: I talked I'm about leader. the last election. Two people that were here uh, in the Senate are now gone. And, of course, Sturch is gone, which was a, a great— uh, a, a great thing to happen. Uh, everybody knows that I had a bullseye on him, and I wanted him well, gone. Well, he, he,
3: um, he caved on some important oh, education legislation Lord. and education committees. I can
2: take you back four so, years. He caved on uh, special elections. Yeah. It came up in the House. All we needed was one more vote. Right. And so, he got up. He said he had a phone call that he had to answer and got up and left. Yeah. So he didn't when you vote. you
3: do that sort of thing, you, you probably aren't going to asked to come back very many times because you're yep. representing the people in, in your district and they expect you to vote one way or the other not not participate if you're not going to participate then someone else needs to in
2: the last <laughs> legislative session he fought against school choice
3: yeah I know I mean he did that well it wasn't just the last one I, I watched him do it in uh, 17 what yeah
2: what yes ma'am I watched him, him do it in 17 we and have I, a beautiful lady that walks past and and she walks right past my table and she goes, you want water? Want water? <laughs> yes, I'll take water today. Yes, I've got coffee, but I'll, I'll take an extra water at this time. Yeah, so he's gone, all right? Yes. Peyton's taken his place. Correct. And, and he's a real conservative. Yes. And then also in the Senate, and one that kind of shocked a lot of people, I think, was that Samples is gone now. Yes. He, he lost in the yeah. last election. Right. Now, I had heard that he— <laughs> Didn't really want to run, right. but that some people behind him didn't want a conservative to win that that seat. Right. Well, they lost right. on both counts. He's not here anymore, and we've got a conservative in that seat. This is this is what's exciting. I, since I've been here and I started covering, <clears throat> excuse me, covering the the state legislature back in I believe 2004. Uh, we. Um, when I came here the first time, we had four Republicans in the House. We had one Repub- so-called Republican well, that's what I'm in the I mean, Senate. That
3: hasn't been that long. I mean,
2: yeah, I understand. When
3: you get to be my age, twenty years is not that long ago. So yeah. uh, Republicans that have been around for twenty-five, thirty years, you know, they they still think about it being that way. Now let, so,
2: let, I got to ask her a question: Is this water or is this vodka? <laughs>
4: He might be locked in a water bottle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very yeah. much. You will. Appreciate you. you All right, so anyway, bottom line is that, um, yeah, you're right. It has been a major change in a short period of time, 20 years short time when you're yeah, talking legislation. Yeah, it is,
1: when about,
3: uh, yeah,
2: politics. Yeah, it's a, it's a short time.
3: Because that's a
2: lot of power. 2010, really, was the big, 2010, 2012, the big changes here in the in the legislature
3: that's a big power flip in
2: yeah so 12 years that's 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 amazing it really really is and i'm glad that i've been here to to, to see it i've been i've been in sta- different states and it's happened i won't say that my show has been the catalyst but i will say my show has helped push it along i did, we did it yeah. in, we did it in indiana got the word out. yeah we did it in indiana we did it in north dakota uh, we've done it in Florida. And now we've done it here in, in Arkansas. And I've been here in Arkansas longer than any place else. And I've been waiting for the Republicans to get conservative enough to say we want to flex our muscles now. Wow. And it seems like we've hit that turning point. That's what I'm excited about.
3: I'm just. Holding my breath. There'll be a t- <laughs> look.
2: There's going to be some. Because it is I mean, a session. Let me give and you. You know
1: the session is crazy.
2: I can tell you already. There's two bills that came up yesterday, and I already talked to yes. you about it. Uh, yes. And yes. I, it's that state representative Wooten yeah. uh, put two pieces of legislation out that uh, basically are nothing more than poison pills towards uh, uh, you know universal choice. Yeah. And let me tell you what they are. One is that every private school has to have buses. Correct. They've got to be able yeah, there's to just no way. Gotta transport the their kids. That's not what a pri- private school doesn't do. That I, Public schools shouldn't do that. Heavily, they didn't do it when I was in school. We walked. I
3: was heavily involved in, in the process of starting a school with the dyslexia Yeah. The dyslexia group. And uh, there was no way. The, our goal was to teach children to read. Yes. If we would have been hamstrung by having to come up with a van or a bus to get children, we had students that came from Russellville and went. So would we been
1: held accountable for that?
2: Yeah, there's a point where so, I mean, you're just responsibility you're falls people. on the parents, okay? Yeah. And when I, like I said, when I went to grade school, again, Yes, I'm as old as dirt. Yes, I still ride a brontosaurus. I don't know. Maybe but it is the latest model. Let I me. Mean, maybe
3: maybe sure. if you take certain state funds, then you have to do certain things. You could do that. You could tie some things with it. Maybe yeah. the state could say, well, we'll give you some money for buses or, you know. I heard, and I think I read it. Did I read so many things? that a skim read things? Sure. I, I, I thought I heard that we were getting some electric buses.
2: That does not surprise me so, at all. So, I
3: mean, you know, maybe,
2: but how long maybe does, there's
3: money to give electric buses to How
2: How long does the extension cord have to be? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm not a big electric bus, electric car well, fan. You know, they get all the, the, the... I'm a muscle car things. girl, so I'm so not... So am angry. I.
3: I just can't imagine. I love the smell of
1: gasoline,
2: Yeah. So I,
1: I can't I, imagine.
2: Yeah, people think that's crazy. I did, I do. I... That doesn't smell as good now that they've done unleaded. That's right. But I'll tell you what, leaded gasoline smells good. All right, let's get our first break in. Uh, we're not expecting anybody to come by here in the first hour because there's really not much people here right well, now, to except, be honest. Uh, Pretty Senator, quiet.
3: Senator King, he's exercising.
2: Yeah, he's walking around <laughs> he's and doing walking. his thing. Came in here and looked at, at, at Dallas and told her, you know, you got to watch about who might come in here in, overnights, but you got to be watching about who comes in here early in the morning looking <laughs> at me. So anyway, any bottom line is we're going to be back in a minute. 7.22. We've got to get a first break in. Let's do that. We're going to have people on. I mean, we're going to hear from Senator Gilmore today. He's got some bills uh, that have been now put into the hopper that I'm interested in about people having. If they're getting some kind of assistance from the state, they got to work. I mean, 20 hours a week, you got to work. And, and, look, you don't even have to get paid. It can be uh, volunteer work, but you have to work because I agree when he says there's a validity to working. There's a there, there's a pride that you have when you go out and you go work, and we're going to talk about that. And uh, Dave uh, David Ray is going to stop by. We're going to talk to him about special elections and some other things that he's going to have in the hopper. So we'll talk about all of that. As we uh, make our way through this Thursday, Dallas Green is my my uh, special co-host today. We're on the third floor of the Capitol building, right outside the House Chambers. We uh, So if you're here today, you want to say hi, just stop on by and, and wave at us. We might even put you on the air. You just never know. Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The uh, Answer. 101.1 no, FM, The Answer. All right, back with you on the third floor outside the House Chambers at the Capitol. Welcome to the show. I've been talking with my co-host, Alice Green. She's been uh, looking at the hopper to see what bills are in there that we need to, to discuss. And uh, we started off slow. We're into the third week of the session now. Started off slow, but it's starting to pick up now. And there's a lot of different pieces of legislation that are starting to make their way towards the various committees that they have to go through. Uh, We've had one piece of legislation now that uh, went through uh, uh, the committee and then came out the other side in the Senate, went to the floor, was voted on, and has been approved by the Senate. But as you know, let's remember the school of rock and what it takes to make the bill, Uh, it's got to go through the Senate. Now it's got to go over to the House and go through the committee process in the House. And then the House has to get it on the floor. And then the floor has to vote on it. And if they vote on it and it's the same bill that was passed in the Senate, then they're going to be put together and go to the, um, uh, the governor. And then she has to sign it or not sign it or veto it. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how you'll it. It's SB-43. It uh, is the drag queen bill, that's what everybody calls it. Uh, just to let you know that I believe that it passed the house without any problems. It's going to, s- going to go snot through a goose, it can be done. And uh, the, the the governor uh, yesterday said that she will sign it without any hesitation. Yes. Said it's all about protecting, uh, as I said, my cousin Vinny, the ute of uh, of arkansas oh i love that movie that's a great 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 film but uh, she's already said she'll sign it so i expect that it will make it through the house without any problem whatsoever uh when we come back and we got our first break coming up ed monk is going to call in and he's in mississippi right now doing some training on guns but he was a uh, uh an a1 abrams uh, commander Uh, the tank and so he's going to come on and talk a little bit about the the Abrams and about them shipping some of them uh, to uh, the Ukraine and some of the problems that there will be with that so we'll talk to him in just a few moments right now though Bill O'Reilly joins us on the Dave Ellswick show
5: 101.1 FM the answer Aaron back here with for another traffic report here in Little Rock this Thursday morning still have that accident on the westbound ramp from I-30 on to I-30 this morning. Traffic now backed up uh, for a couple of miles there on 530. If you're coming in from Sweet Home, Wrightsville, uh, or East End, the East End area, please be aware of that accident coming forward. So I have the accident also on 630 westbound uh, just before you get to University Avenue down here next to us. So if you are coming in from West Little Rock on that end, please be aware of this as well. No other traffic reports to, to report this morning. We're all looking clear in the southwest and the northwest regions of Little Rock and in the northeast region as well. 30 degrees in Little Rock. You're going to need a jacket today. It's going to be sunny, but it's only going to get up to about 45 degrees, so you're going to need that jacket today. From This is 101.1 FM, The Answer, Dave Elswick, live from the studio this morning. Let's get back with Dave on The Dave Elswick Show.
0: An Arkansas talk legend, Dave Elswick on 101.1 FM, The Answer.
2: All right, I'm giving the okay, just so you know, Aaron, for Ed Monk to give us a call and uh, to uh, talk to us about the A1 Abrams. If you were following the news yesterday, the president okayed A1 Abrams uh, battle tanks to be uh, sent to the Ukraine, and uh, the uh, the Germans have are sending their battle tanks as well, uh, which is a way of kind of leveling the... Uh, the battlefield over in Ukraine against Russia, there are some questions about the A1 Abrams, and do they have the necessary, uh, you know, infrastructure to handle them? I mean, let's talk about the Abrams just for a second. I talked, I'll talk to Ed in just a moment about it, but that's not a light tank. The uh, uh, I think it was it's TS1 that the Russians have weighs about 35 tons. Uh, the A1 Abrams weighs 70 tons it is a heavy piece of machinery that's amazing it you know you no. usually talk about how how many miles per gallon you get with your car with an abrams you talk about how many gallons you get for miles <laughs> it's one and a half to three gallons of jp8 fuel that's jet fuel to run an abrams per mile
3: i'm just thinking about what kind of infrastructure you have to have
2: to yeah even to transport them it's a special truck
3: i mean but just going along the road yeah or the yeah. field or whatever i mean that's well you can't heavy.
2: can't get out in the field if it's been raining <laughs> you get into the mud you'll be stuck and then to pull them out know if they've a got grain
3: service would help
2: well they have a special tow truck that I'm sure they, they, use, they do and it's it's huge it's not a small little thing so uh, there's a lot of questions that I have for uh, uh, for Ed about that. And why It's Ed, on the
1: front page at the Democrat
2: Gazette. Yeah, you know, why? Because hey, Ed Monk was a A one, you know, uh, tank commander during the Gulf War. So he right. knows all the things there is to know about it. He, so
3: that's a that's a brave man.
2: We'll talk to him about it. Yeah, you never everybody thinks that you get padded seats and stuff when you ride around <laughs> in tanks. You don't, it's a metal it's metal seat. Right. It is not pleasant rock. It's ride. not cuffy. No, not in any way, shape or, or form. So um I talked to him a few moments ago, uh we're see if he's gotten into a place where the um, cell towers are better down in Mississippi. You know, we're gonna do a lot of things as far as Wi Fi and stuff here in uh, in Arkansas about that. So um we'll We'll find out. Okay, so I'm telling him right now. He said, who's calling who? So uh, call us. And <laughs> I'm giving him the phone number right now, and we'll hear from Ed Monk. We, to- we normally just talk about regular guns, but today we'll talk about the big gun on the battlefield, and uh, that's the A-1 Abrams battle tank. That is a-, a monster, 70 tons, and I believe they said they can get it up to cruise almost to 60 miles an hour. What kind, of breaks. what
3: kind of brakes? What kind of brakes? I have no idea. You can David, ask him that I, question.
2: I, <laughs> you can ask him, you know, how tough is it to stop and pick up somebody along the side of the road? We can, we, we can ask him all those <laughs> questions today. But You know, and, and it's going to cause, look, Ukraine wants wants them on the battlefield, but what is it? Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen That's them awesome. up close. I've been up close to an Abrams and. I'll tell you the the piece of equipment we have in our military that I was uh, close to at one time, I uh, only once and it was it, it was in the China Sea off the coast of Guam when I was when I was stationed there and uh, a big old trident submarine came up out of the water. I mean all this bubbling started out in the China Sea here they came boom come right out of the water. That thing is almost Four football fields long. This is a ship. It is 13 stories tall.
3: It's kind of sobering
2: when you see it. Yes, and it's scary. A lot of,
3: yeah, I know. I've had I mean, and I'm on like their that. side. Down, in, <laughs> you know, in Florida, the, here at the Redneck Riviera, you're so close to all those naval bases. Oh, down so, by Pensacola yeah, and stuff. I mean, yeah, there's all sorts of things flying around and coming out of the water. And
2: I love going down. I go to Panama Beach, and you yes, can sit on the beach yeah. and. And the fighter jets yeah. fly back and forth there. I have great. to go
3: to Pensacola and watch the Blue Angels. I mean, oh, if yeah. They're, if, they're, if they're practicing, I'm, I'm going.
2: Yeah, well, it's cool. It is cool.
3: But it is. Blue Angels, Thunderbirds, it is all kind of snowbirds. Scary.
2: Yeah. yeah, well, I'm glad they're on our side. Yeah, me too. That's what I'm I feel I'm glad they're scary. About, yeah, I'm glad <laughs> they're scary. Let the right people barely be scared about them. And I know the Russians are not happy. I mean, the president went out of his way yesterday to say, that uh, this was not an offensive move by us. And guess what? Yeah, it was. I mean, we're fighting a proxy war over in Ukraine. Whether people want to you know, admit it or not, that's exactly what we're doing. We're letting the Ukrainians fight the Russians for us, and they're depleting their military. That's right. That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So it's <laughs> going to be interesting. So I'm waiting for Hey, Aaron, I let Ed know to call you. He'll be calling you in a moment. He, he's on the line, Dave. Oh, he's on the line. Okay. Well, let's get him up. Let me talk to him. He's. Hey, Ed. You you. Yeah. Ed, you hear me? Yeah, hey Dave.
4: Yeah, Dave, hey, good morning. Good.
2: Where are you in Mississippi? Oxford. Oxford, Miss. Okay. Well, that's a good place to be. It's not a bad place. You Hotty I, I noticed you got, you got a little bit of, of, uh, of Wi-Fi, so I knew you had to be around the city somewhere because in Mississippi you can... You get out about ten miles from the city, and you'll lose cell phone coverage. So, tell me about the A1 Abrams. The president yesterday, front page story today in the Dim Gas, that uh, he's going to send. Uh, uh, what is a battle, a battalion, uh, of A1 uh, Abrams? How many tanks is that?
4: Well, I don't know the uh, makeup of the uh, the Ukrainian army. When when I was a tank company commander. April, there were four companies uh, in a battalion, and each company had 14 tanks. Uh, after Years after I left being a company commander, they, three were battali- three companies per battalion, so that would be three times 14 plus a couple of uh, tanks for the uh, battalion commander and the battalion S3, um, so roughly about 40, 45 tanks.
2: Okay, that's a lot of tanks, and it's—they're not easy to transport, are they?
4: Uh, no, not at all. I mean, they're—they're they're heavy, so you know, one per truck or one or two per C five uh, jet aircraft, or of course on ships, but that's slow. But yeah, yeah. they're—they're—they're a logistical problem.
2: Okay, so I was—I was thinking about this last night. And by the way, Dallas Green is here. You know Dallas. You've met her. Uh, yeah. And, and Hi, she's, how are you? She has some questions. Questions too. She's got. She's got what I would call non-military questions.
3: What kind of braking system does that thing have? Dave said it goes sixty miles. Well, he said it goes sixty miles an hour, and I was just wondering.
2: They can get it up to sixty, can't they? Ed, did you tell me that one time?
4: While I was serving, they were governed. You know, artificially governed at forty-five, but it wasn't exact. Um, some could get up beyond 50, uh, but the reason they're governed is the going at that max speed, the engine's not doing a, a fourth of its power. But the right. problem is if it goes much faster than that, it would tear the track apart. Okay. So that's the main reason it was it was governed down less than that. But it can cruise easily at 45, and that's even cross country. But the, it's driven by a rear sprocket. The rear sprocket is what drives the track, and that's uh, hydraulically uh, brake.
2: Okay. It's high it's a it's a high uh, it's a high piece of equipment that means it needs a lot of work correct to, to keep it running
4: yeah it, it eats fuel um, in the previous older type tanks the m60 which I started on um, you could operate for three or four days before refueling the m1 sucks so much fuel because it's got a jet turbine engine instead of a piston normal engine that most people understand. It's driven by jet turbine engine, so you have to fuel the thing twice a day. Well,
3: that's not surprising. You need so, the power.
2: Yeah, it's, it's so a, heavy.
3: You have to have that power.
2: Now, does it use JP-8 <laughs> jet fuel? Is that what I heard? It's a multi-fuel
4: engine. It can, you know, we were told it could burn anything. Um, oh, wow. But when when I was in, when we started with the M1s, we were still on diesel, and then at some point, uh, the Army did a transition. They wanted everything on, you know, like fuels. So. Most of the time I was in we, with the M1, we did use JP8, but it'll burn kerosene, diesel, gasoline. It, it's a multi-fuel engine. I
3: don't. They do that with
2: automobiles. Well, they do with. you know, look, I got an automobile that will burn, you know, with, you know, with, uh, you know, regular gasoline in it, or if it's got ten percent ethanol in it, or if it's just ethanol, it'll yeah, burn if you put ethanol. Diesel- in there you're going to have a bad day yeah it will be a bad day it's yes. not a diesel engine it's there's a the difference but again let's <laughs> remember that this is not a regular car engine inside this tank it's a jet turbine yes you know that like sucked that right. one that's guy terrible. up at the airport the other day yeah. mm. that was a bit ba- now that's a bad hey, yeah, day, that's a, bad day. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that is a very bad day so what do you think this is for the for the ukrainians is this a a good addition for them or is it going to be a thing that we got to wait for months to see how that plays out? I mean, we're talking—you get out in the muddy field, it can get stuck. You got to have a special tow truck to come out and get it. Uh, is it—is it really a huge advantage for the Ukrainian army to have this, or is it a more psychological thing?
4: It's—it's it's going to be an advantage because it's an all, its an awesome weapon system. A, a, a question that I don't know is. You know, have they been secretly training crews up? Because it's it's a very complicated piece of equipment. You can't just get it and jump on it and go fight it and expect it. To, you know, the fire control system to work. So it's you know, if they just got them today, um, it's it's going to take months of training uh, to get them to where they can safely and effectively operate it uh, in in
2: combat. All right, tell my listeners about. Uh, it's got a huge, huge. Um, Arsenal of weaponry on it. Talk a little bit about that turret. That that tank can be going full speed and can laser in on its target. Is that not true?
4: Oh yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, the, the main gun is a 120 millimeter smoothbore cannon, and there, there's 40 rounds on the. You know, if it's loaded full, it can hold 40 of those rounds, in addition to several machine guns. So the gunner is looking through his primary sight, which is. It could be daylight, or he can switch it over to thermal. So um, it can be the pitch black darkest of night, and he can still see heat signatures. Instead of a black and white TV, it kind of looks like a green and black TV, Um, which means that you can't hide behind vegetation or other things because the heat signature will easily stand out. But anyway, the gunner just puts the dot in his sight on whatever target he wants, and it can be stationary or moving. And the tank itself, the M1 tank that the gunner's in, can be stationary or moving. But the gunner just has to put the sight, the dot, on what he wants to hit, hit a thumb button, which is a laser, which goes out to the target and back, tells the uh, tank, the computer system, how far away it is. Uh, The tank already knows what kind of ammunition is loaded. It takes into account barometric pressure, outside temperature, inside temperature, tube wear, and several other things, and just instantaneously comes up with a ballistic solution. So... The gunner just has to put the, the dot of the sight on the target, hit a thumb button to get delays and a range, and then if if, if, if all systems go, pull the trigger, and it shoots and gets first-round hits at an amazingly high rate.
2: So how far can it lob a shell?
4: Um, see, I I don't know whether, what, what level they're sending. I mean, the original M1s came out in the 1980s, and they went to the M1A1, and then the M1A1 Heavy, and now they're on M1A2 Special Equipment Package 3, so... I don't know what version they're doing. When I get when on the ones I served on the M1A1 and the M1A1 heavy, um, they they could easily get out to three thousand meters. But one of the lessons we learned at Desert Storm was that the gun and the ammo was actually more accurate than we expected. So one of the things the A2 has is you know we only had a ten power sight on the M1A M1A1s. The M1A2 has a much higher powered sight, more magnification to take advantage of the the accuracy that the gun and the ammunition allows um so I, they, what, what type of m1 they got somewhere between three and five thousand meters would be my expectation um okay look Mingo. i'm
2: not i'm not a european yeah
4: I'm, i
1: don't know
2: what. how, how many five thousand meters how many football fields yeah what are we talking <laughs> now, you
4: have to you have to do the conversion that's what that's what the uh that's what the tank's weapon system reads as meters that's what it comes up on the bottom there when you lay it'll tell you how many and it's in meters so all right. I'll do it yeah, while we take the it. Maps. All the maps were in kilometers,
2: so. They're okay. not going to let us. They're not going to let us. All, All right. Tank. Listen, when you get back in town, let me know when you're going to be around. We'll have you on the show. We'll talk about this more in depth. And, and uh, it is an awesome we- weapon system. We talked about it. they got Patriot missiles now. That's another awesome weapon systems uh, from the United States. We'll talk more about it. But, Ed, thank you for joining me on short notice over in Mississippi. Go have a good time, man. Anytime, Dave. Uh, have as good a time as you can in Oxford.
4: Well, I'm heading to Nashville to give presentations. To, uh, I'm heading to Nashville today to give presentations Friday and Saturday.
2: Okay, well, you're going have a good time in Nashville. I, I don't feel sorry for you now. Okay, talk to you later. <laughs> All right, Dave, bye. All right, bye-bye. Ed, uh, Ed Monk, and, of course, he was in the Army. He was an officer. He was a tank commander, a, a group commander, in fact, and giving you a little view of what the A-1 Abrams can do here on the Dave Ellswick Show, we're talking to him in Mississippi. We're here in the Capitol, downtown uh, Little Rock, and uh, Aaron is back at the station, which is over on Broadway in Little Rock. Let me throw it back to him. We've got to get a break in. We'll have more for you in a moment. All right, here we are back at the Capitol. We've got a couple of minutes before the top of the hour. Dallas Green is here. My thanks to Ed Monk. On uh, Again, I always like to say I can get a hold of people on short notice, and I did. And we got a hold of Ed. He's over in Mississippi. He's uh, going up to Nashville this weekend to do some uh, gun teaching up there uh, in Nashville. So uh, I don't feel too bad about him. I would have felt bad if he had to stay the weekend in, in Oxford. I mean, that's not, that's not the most hopping city in the world.
3: Well, no. The square is really neat. Yeah, it's There's a lot of things going on in the square.
2: Okay. Well, anyway. If
3: you get away from the square, maybe... Maybe so, but yeah. it's pretty good. I don't
2: know where he would be to teach his uh, firearms training. But anyway, it's very rural. He's he's heading up there to the wonderful world of Nashville. Uh, that's that's a favorite city of mine now.
3: There's a lot of things to do there. It's very nice.
2: You know, you look at Nashville and you wonder. And you wonder
3: why Little Rock's not like
2: there. Nashville. You go. Well,
3: you know, I had that was I a mean, burning question. Why is I it, why
2: are we more like Memphis,
3: Jackson, Mississippi?
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of the same things. So it'd be, yes. It'd be be nice if Mary Bentley brought up a really interesting I I got thirty seconds here. I mentioned she was talking about why isn't Eureka Springs like Branson Branson brings in seventy million dollars of tourism dollars a right. year. Last year seventy thousand dollars from Eureka Springs. He said, maybe if they became a little bit more family friendly, maybe you might be able to jack. I mean, they got rid of the uh, the, the, the big, uh, you know, passion play up there, basically. I, I mean, it's still just, there, but it's. Yeah, that
1: was. Well, are you sure they got rid
2: of it? No, they still have it, but they got rid of it from what it used to be. I mean, that used to be a big draw. It was. It's it was not now. N-
3: it was nice.
2: You just keep that in mind. All right, we've got to come back. We've got to take about five minutes here for news. Then we'll come back, and uh, Ben uh, Gilmore is supposed to join us as well as David Ray. That's all coming your way here on the uh, Thursday edition of the Dave Ellswick Show. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, third floor, house side in the Capitol. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, the president pro tem will join us, Bart Hester. We're looking forward to talking to him. Grant Smith is here today. He's like out of He's like an extra out of the Godfather movie. Uh, you know, he just got out of being in the, in the house. I mean, <laughs> eight right, years said, yeah, inside those doors Yeah, that you were over there and you know, just as soon as you get out, they reach out, they grab you and they pull you back in That's right. and here you are now. You're the chairman of, uh, Craighead County Republican party. I saw, I saw the picture on uh, Facebook yesterday.
6: Well, I haven't seen the picture, but I'll go look now.
2: Yeah. You're there. You're in yeah. the middle. I knew it was you. Well, it looks like you.
6: It is me. Uh you
2: look thirty years old.
6: Well thank you. <laughs> for not bad for a sixty three year old to I look agree. thirty.
2: That's true. So how do you feel about that? I mean, now you gotta work in a small area and you you're gonna change you're gonna try to change the county into being <laughs> to being as as a conservative as Republicans should be, right?
6: Well, we we have for years sought to get conservative candidates elected and we've done that uh okay but we're working on city county level offices well, and uh, let me
2: just stop you right there okay. why is it so difficult for the republican uh belief system to permeate into the cities around here i mean i, I mean they've been democrat i understand for hundreds of years but why is it so difficult to break the stranglehold
6: Well, I think in Craighead County and the city of Jonesboro, which is made up of a lot of wonderful people. I mean, they sent me back down here four terms. Right. So they bucked the system and shifted from being a Democratic, you know, led city, county to Republican. But uh, I think at this point, some of the issues may relate to old money in Jonesboro. And a mindset that goes back. Well, this is what a Democrat was in the '40s, '50s, '60s, '70s, Correct. and the um, Annabelle, South. Well, yeah, um, it's just a it's different, a different I mean. time, you know. But uh, no, the other night, the uh, Craighead County Republican Committee nominated me, and I was the only nominee. Well, that's good. So no i did I didn't, have a, I didn't have a chance, you know. Right. And I kept saying for the last few weeks, are you sure you can't find somebody else? And they said, no, you're it. That's right. And so uh, I may be the reluctant county chair, but I'm going to give it my best effort. And it's a new day in Craighead among our Republican Party.
2: A, did they give you a mind sweeper? <laughs>
6: <laughs> maybe maybe they should have. But you know what? I love those people. As a matter of fact, uh, John Milligan, Representative Milligan, he yeah. chaired the committee. His first vice chair was. And uh, I, I told him, I said, John, I want you just to run the meeting as your final opportunity as first vice chair. And he, he agreed. But we had some nominations off the floor. And some of those people won positions in the committee. But overall, it went well. We have some new leaders in our committee. We have some old leaders still right. in positions of uh, leadership.
3: I think that's what it should look like. Because if you don't do have too. new, you're not growing.
6: Well, and one of the issues that we've basically bumped up against is we've grown. Right. And so we've suffered some growing pains. That's right. But it's... The chatter when John and I got there the other last Tuesday night was it was a buzz of discussion and laughing and eating together. And I said, this is healthy. This is what we need to be about. Right. We've got a focus, a central focus, get Republicans elected, raise funds, make a difference in not only city, county, government, but in the state. And, uh. Overall, I think uh, I'm respected enough, and maybe it's undeserved, but they do respect me, and uh, I've got
2: respect you, even though you're shorter than I am. (laughs)
6: Short jokes. Well, you know, hey, okay, listen, (laughs) listen, Mister Elswick, God lets people grow until they reach perfection, and it didn't take me as long.
2: (laughs) I haven't reached
6: perfection by a long time, But me. I'm I'm excited about the opportunity and uh, I've got to pull some of the parts of our group back together and focus on main things right. and uh that's that's what my goal is to kind of heal some wounds yeah. because we had some, you know, uh elections recently that we had different candidates and so people get animated and a little agitated during election cycles and it just takes time to get over that
2: well you got one of the best senators around dan sullivan that's right. well
6: yeah and uh the reason i think one of the reasons i think he's a good one is he's got maria yeah. by his side yeah so the spouse plays an important role even though they may not hold the office they support that legislator. You're, well, if like, Gayla does, does. Yeah. Lady. Yeah. Okay.
2: She did a great job. She kept you on the street. Well, she's here now. That's yeah. why I'm here. I, know. I saw her. So uh, here's a question for you. She works just, you. just as hard as you do. Maybe,
6: maybe hard. Maybe harder.
2: Let's put you on. We'll put you on the spot for just a moment. I know you, you're wearing the red jacket right now, keeping yes. people in and out of the house and all of that. Your thoughts about uh, Sarah Sanders? How are you feeling about the new Let governor? Let me tell
6: you, she is a breath <laughs> of fresh air. Yeah. I agree. She, to this point, she is doing everything she said she would do. And I know it has spun up controversy. So? Yeah, so what? (laughs) That's politics, right? I think think sometimes constructive controversy makes us better. Yeah. I'm fully supportive of her. And uh, I think she's going to be good for the state. I think so, too. And I'm proud of her. I mean, I butted heads with the former governor on several issues.
2: Really? Yeah. That was said with full sarcasm.
6: Well, but, you know, here's the thing. At this point, I'm a nobody. I don't have voting privileges anymore. You're
2: not a nobody because you're a chair of a big county.
6: (laughs) But I just think that Arkansas is going to be better than ever. We're going to move from, say, the bottom of many of the polls about our performance and how we treat people, whatever, more, I don't know how high up the, the chain will go, but it's up. We're going to move up, oh, wow. and she's going to take us there. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah.
2: All right, I'll let you go times. get your red jacket on. Well. You forgot your wallet. You forgot your watch
6: we're living at camp robinson in a camper so when i get dressed i have to move from this little thin space and grab this and move over here and put my clothes on and this morning i just first time in years that i don't have my rings don't have my watch it's good to be without a
2: well watch. i'm glad that you remembered to put your clothes
6: on. well yeah well that that's a blessing for everybody <laughs> Appreciate you having Grant, me on. Thanks so
2: good much for stopping yeah, by. Yeah. All Goodbye, right. y'all. Former have House member here in the State House, now a uh, chair of the Republican Party of Craighead County. Good to have him there. He's yes. the head person now, and uh, we expect Very great good. things out of Craighead. Have now a the good Jonesboro day. brother. Yeah, do so does he. All right. It's quarter after eight. Let's take a quick break. Dallas and I will be back in a moment. Uh, we do have the uh, President Pro Tem. I don't know if the Speaker of the House is coming with him or not. Uh, last week, it was going to be both of them. I don't know if today they can uh, they can pull it off. But if they can, it should be f- fun with Shepard and Hester here sitting in front of They're the ones you can ask the real questions to. You. That's coming up on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. We have heard that Bart Hester is on his way. He'll join us at about 835. Uh, Senator Gilmore said he's got a 9 o'clock meeting, an 8 o'clock meeting, and if any either one gets out early, he'll rush up here and sit down and meet with us for 10 or 15 minutes. And and that's the way it is here. I'm just telling you, there are meetings, committee meetings are happening now, and you've got committee meetings, you want to be there, especially early on uh, when you get a lot of the crazy bills that come through. So... Uh, Hopefully, he'll be able to make it. He's got uh, some legislation out that I'd like to talk to him about. Bart Hester coming up here at the bottom of the hour. David Ray coming up sometime during uh, this broadcast as well. But there's so much going on. I mean, Dallas has been looking at a lot of the different bills that have been filed now, and uh, she's found some kind of interesting ones. I have, look, not every Republican is sold on. Uh, universal choice uh, for schools in Arkansas one of those people is Wooten and yeah. uh, that's a I, I, I don't even know the man I've never met him you have yes and he he call, he, he looked at evidently looked at Dallas and called her little lady yes <laughs> it was about I got a laugh about,
3: about reading so you know
2: well, you would, you, you're big on dyslexia. I'm this. very, like
3: very pro-literacy.
2: I had the, the adult literacy people on Tuesday.
3: D- D- was it Dixie Evans?
2: Uh, yes, she was Good. on as, awesome. as well as Sarah Robinson. Yes. I had both of them on. <laughs> Dixie um,
3: has done some amazing things in White County. She has, I, I've seen her teach adults to read and completely <laughs> change their life. So, I'm uh, very passionate about that, and I just love people that do good work and change people's lives.
2: Did you know that one out of every six Arkansans can't cannot read? Yes, I just, know. I think I mean, I'm I mean, I'm not that. talking that they can't they can't read third grade level or sixth grade level. I'm saying they can't read.
1: I know.
2: That's Some not heart, good.
3: Heartbreaking. Uh, it
2: really is. Well, when I was talking to them, the, the thing I kept rem- remembering do you remember the movie that was out many years ago when Johnny Cash played the guy that couldn't read? And he finally he went to school to learn to read and how I it changed life. I do not know lot. about
3: this movie, but I love Johnny Cash. Yeah, you so got to look, look it up and it. read it. It's I'm a right, good I'm movie.
2: It's a really good movie.
3: The literacy thing is very personal because I'm dyslexic, my children are dyslexic, and I'm pretty sure my dad's dyslexic. So it's very personal, and I've traveled the whole state trying to help kids, and sometimes adults get services or whatever they need to be taught to read. So it's personal for me, and I I have not handled it well sometimes because it is personal. It's life or death for some people.
2: There's a great actor. That's dialectic. Do you know who it is?
3: There's a lot of them, so yeah, I don't know. Tom Cruise. He's one. Yeah, There's I mean, many. He
2: and so is uh, oh, what's his name from Texas, uh, uh, was a Magic Mike, who started uh, starred in it. In fact, he was the head of the dancing the dance group. You uh, know, I, like, I did not uh,
3: see that movie, Dave. I know you probably don't believe that. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm, I really. That's hard for me not to believe. But anyway. <laughs> Anyway, he was in it. I'm trying. Who help me out here, Aaron? <laughs> who am I thinking about? Well, he was I'm in the. He was in the Dallas, uh, the Dallas. Uh, I mean, drug Ma- buyers club and all of that. Matthew McConaughey. There yeah. Matthew, yeah. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, yeah. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. He should have said the he's Lincoln,
3: the Lincoln car commercial. Yeah,
2: he's that way as well. Yeah, there's a lot of. Well, oh, he was a, a Lincoln it. lawyer.
3: I know. That, yeah, that was a good movie. And Mud. Yeah, Mud yeah, was, was a great Ar- movie. It was filmed in yeah. Arkansas. It's that was a good. great story. He, he's done some good things. Yeah.
2: He's, he also likes to sit around uh, the campfire at night uh, and, and play the bongos. bongos naked. So what can I say yeah, about it I would see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's an interesting character. He is that. Now he he had they tried to talk him into running for governor of Texas. He said, "No, don't think so." Yeah, I don't think his he's supposed mu- and ours well, go together. No, he's he's a <laughs> lot more conservative than than what a lot of people think. I hope so. He's libertarian in some areas, okay. which is, some people say, but well, that makes him liberal. No, it he's doesn't. a free spirit. How about that? Yeah, that's probably <laughs> the best way to look at it. You know. Um, I loved him in Gazed yeah, and Confused.
3: Oh, yes, that's a great movie. Good soundtrack. Yeah. I love the 70s. Well,
2: so sure, great music.
3: The, the best music. Yeah,
2: I don't disagree with you on that. But, yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to tell you. Look, Dallas and I even disagree at times. I We haven't found it yet, but I'm sure we we will. But uh, the bottom line is, is that... Uh, there's disagreement in different That's things, right. but I'm, we got started on this. But me bringing up Wooten, he put forth two pieces of legislation uh, dealing with schools. Uh, the first one, and, and it's directly because of you know uh, this whole thing of universal school choice. One was that private schools have to have bus service. Correct. Got to have that. And the second one was that, what, every kid can come to every school or whatever? I didn't read it.
3: Which, that is only a, to me, I I don't think it's about ethnicity. I don't think it's about religion. I think that is about special needs and disabilities and the whole um, vape IDA, but what we're trying sort of to trying I think to that's do what is go there with that
2: hopefully by having the money follow the, the child pub- you have those schools that will open that will do just that
3: yes special needs we have to have it yeah the schools can't public schools they can't, can't do everything do it all.
2: they're not they shouldn't be required to try to do it all what i want them to do is just to teach i i want them to teach and get away from all the <laughs> woke crap that they've allow the three r's yes reading writing and arithmetic that's right you know i remember what about about change yeah
3: and telling time
2: yeah balancing a checkbook yeah you'll be able to do those things those are important things to be done
3: you know i love this new bill mary bentley has it's in house ed committee today about uh water safety and teaching children to uh, swim and I, i mean that's important that's a life skill that everyone needs to have
2: and when you and consider a, how much water there is in arkansas
3: yeah well we have are we close to florida or do we exceed them
2: uh probably close i don't think we've succeeded you know they got the gulf well I'm that's am lot about of inside, that's a lot of water inside the state yeah, lakes. but
3: their i think their nickname is what land of lakes yeah or is that something? no else?
2: that's minnesota okay minnesota's the land of lakes but yeah the bottom line is is that I don't have any problem with that. I mean, I don't have any problem if they want to, you know, build schools that uh, they zero on, you know, education and football.
3: Right. Well, they do have lot, that. in A Florida, lot of private
2: schools already do that. In
3: Florida, they do have a school like that. I've completely.
2: I don't know the name I've, I've of the, it. But the
3: name completely escaped me. That doesn't surprise they, me. They focus on sports. And nope, no big deal children about that. And get those scholarships good here's look here here
2: goes president how are you here he's here here early man (laughs) how are you getting here early you're so busy
7: (laughs) i literally uh yeah i canceled zoom i
2: thought it would take me three minutes to get here and it took me one (laughs) okay well we got a break coming up we're gonna have five minutes to just kind of talk off the air and then we'll get back and get you on here and just keep you for 15 minutes or so sounds great what's going on over there i mean uh, what's uh, it, The education bill is in the education committee You've got 45 seconds How's that going?
7: Uh, well it's not in the education committee yet uh, we're, uh, we're, st- we're still in the drafting stage Because you can imagine There's 135 legislators with 135 opinions And we got a new governor With a, yeah. uh, with a strong opinion So we're continuing daily to incorporate those opinions uh, While we're still focused on the main issues That we said uh, Parental empowerment through choice um, Paying teachers better um, holding school districts accountable for our kids. Uh, a third of Arkansas's kids are reading at grade level is just not acceptable. Um, we've got great teachers, great schools, great students. We're giving them plenty of
2: money. Why aren't we getting results? That's right. ROI, Thank you baby. so much. <laughs> yeah. question I've
3: been asking for a long time. Return
2: on investment. <laughs> That's a business term, and you got to run business. You've got to run <clears throat> uh, things like a business at times. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We've got more Dave Ellswick Show. All right. We're back at the Capitol. Man, you know it's either feast or famine here. Uh, I, we've had empty chairs except for Brian Smith came by and we've congratulated him on being the new chair of the uh, Craighead County Republican Party and talked to him about that. Uh, but, you know, David uh, Ray is supposed to stop by. I know Ben was going to come by. He's just come in and sit down. but. Bart Hester came in and he sat down and he's the president pro tem so we'll go by seniority right now Ben if that's okay. <laughs> so let's uh, let's turn to uh, to Bart you we were just talking off air about air bed uh, bed, and bed. I mean you're talking about that and how people are screwing the pooch, so to speak. Well, you
7: know, it's interesting that the free market's always coming up with ways for people to be inventive and use assets to be more productive for their families, and this, you know, Airbnb, VRBO short-term rentals is something that's really taking, um, getting a lot of steam across the country, and so what we're seeing, as always, if the government sees something they don't like, they want to regulate it and Why tax it. Why don't they like it? Uh, well, ultimately they don't like it because neighbors complain sometimes. Um, they don't like it because maybe the local hotel's losing some revenue, so they complain. Um, and, you know, they will always, as government does, in the name of safety, uh, they want to regulate <laughs> mm-hmm. someone. Yeah,
2: that's right. So, so how is this negative for the state? You still have people coming to the state. They're going to spend their dollars in our state.
7: Well, that's right. You know, the the reality, if somebody's driving a town in northwest Arkansas, people are driving and they have bikes that are worth thousands and thousands of dollars. And they're doing it all over the state now. And when you have a garage that you can pull in and protect your bike, uh, it's just more... Um, it's more desirable for those people. And so, uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's becoming a bigger thing all over the country. It's, it's a big deal here, and we want to protect individuals' rights to do that. We're seeing cities say that not only will they regulate you a hundred different ways, they're saying you can only have so many of them in a city at any given time. Were they
1: doing
7: that in Hot Springs? Uh, they're doing it in Hot Springs. They're doing it in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um uh, that, <laughs> well, I I don't know about your I know a lot of cities are starting restrictions. Some that are just restricting the, the amount of them uh, is particularly offensive.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. So what else is happening? That you guys got House Bill twenty three through. Uh, not House Bill, Senate Bill twenty three. Uh, uh, Stubblefield's bill. That 40, was a big forty three. Forty three. That You're was getting a big, there. That was a big win. That was a big win for you all. It, it made national news. Well, we did. I,
7: I, I think, you know, there, there's a uh, – now I was for the bill. We're all for the bill. Every Republican voted for it. But it's it's very clear that you can only have a drag show when, when there, it is sexualized. You can't have it in front of kids. So it doesn't stop uh, them having a, a, a drag queen hour at your local library. So if they want to drag queen in, they can come in and they can have a drag queen hour read, uh, as long as it's not sexualized in any manner. Right. So I w- I'll try to be clear with people on right. our expectations of what that bill right. actually does.
2: Okay. Well, and that's important. I mean, okay. I had Kim Hammer talk about it. I had some other folks come on and talk about it. I, I got Gary on to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's kind of interesting that that side of the, the aisle, so to speak, uh, the, the left aisle, uh, is so protective of strange behavior I, that's why i call it it's strange behavior it really is dressing up like a woman isn't normal behavior i'm sorry you might want to say it is but it's not
7: <laughs> no, it well <laughs> right yeah it 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 is it is it is not normal behavior and uh, you know they want to talk about liberty and, and again we're for liberty we, we're for you being able to a uh, man to wear women's clothes just not in a sexualized manner, enticing just you know don't want enticing to kids, children. That's no right. matter
3: any, any way. Uh, anyway, you don't want your daughters to dress up like they're twenty five when they're twelve. I
7: mean, that's right. You
3: just don't want to sexualize children. We don't in want any kids
7: and yeah, we don't want kids in casinos. We don't want them
2: yeah. in strip clubs. We just want to protect our kids. It's real that's simple. Right. That makes well makes sense. All right. So how how is everything going as far as uh, universal choice? How's how's that going over in the, the, the the senate side in the house side i mean we've got a couple of bills that have just popped up that look like poison pill type legislation i it won't I, we were talking about this earlier dallas it's not going to get out of out of committee i don't believe either one of those from Wooten. right
7: well the the school choice uh on the senate side i think we're going to you know it it's not if it's going to pass. It's as soon, as soon as we get out there, it's going to pass. It's going to easily have 18 votes. You know, we'd like to see it get 23, 24 votes so we can get an emergency clause in there to make sure it's effective by next session or by next by next year, school year. So that's going to be the, the, the bigger challenge. And I'm not sure that it's going to be that big of a challenge in the Senate side. Man, we're just hearing from constituents all over the state that say, look, we want choices for our kids. That's right. I have four
2: kids. All four of them are different. vastly different. And different things work for different kids. Now, I'm all for it because I think it's going to spur more schools to open. Mm -hmm. Something that keeps schools from opening up is seed money. And if the students are going to come to school with some money from the state uh, for their education, that's going to help schools to open. And I'm excited about it.
7: Hey, our public schools are the right choice for the vast majority and most kids. That's why we spend a vast majority of most of the money on our public schools. We want to support them. We want to encourage our teachers. We're going to do that. We're going to pay our teachers more. It's going to be a real win um, for just overall. But, again, the focus of our, of our dollar is for our public education, our public schools. Mm-hmm. We're just
2: also going to support other types of education. Yeah, nothing We're wrong with that. We're going to support children. Support children. That's the focus. Sorry. Yeah, I won't report that. I won't repeat my story again, but, because, but that story is so important that they said, we're not talking about superintendents, we're talking we're about, about children. children. And that, that is a to, that's a 180 switch.
3: It's nice to see.
2: In how you're going to even nice approach to the problem. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'll let you get out of here. Is there anything mm-hmm. else that we need to know hey, about? I would say, uh, other than some legislation,
7: I think one of the most exciting things today that's gonna happen on our Senate floor is we have a, a war hero and war hero in Senator Dave Wallace. Uh, tomorrow's a 50 year anniversary of the ceasefire in Vietnam. Uh, he was literally in the jungle armed when the ceasefire happened. Wow. And he, he asked for some time on the floor to talk about that today. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that.
2: Maybe I, <clears> I was outside on with
3: him this morning <clears throat> waiting to get in. The building was locked. You're trying. You're running a bill to uh, take a little break for the Senate. <laughs> take a little break. I think <laughs> well, we should take one. Spring we, break, let's take we one. We are spring Everybody break. Go home.
7: Hey, pep, grandparents, spend time with your grandkids, yeah. families. Uh, Spend time with your kids. Everybody that works in the Capitol, yes. everybody that has to come here and advocate. Yes. Um, just people back home that are very engaged. It's, it's a good time for a break. That's what we call it, spring yeah. break. We need to take it. You want to I cause agree. some conver- uh, controversy
2: with it? Call <laughs> well, it Easter break. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 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 got to take a break. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you very much. You're welcome. President Pro Tem, that's Bart Hester. See you. He'll be back with us during this, this session. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to bring on one of my favorite senators. Senator Ben Morris is here. He's good. He's good. He may not have the same seniority as our last guest, but still has a lot of important things to say. He's got some legislation up that's very, very important. We'll talk about it when we return. He ran for office. I remember when he put his money down because he was wanted to run. I remember having him on my show downstairs. He was sure. pretty young. He was. He's still young. Arguably. I'm you still a that little, that bit, that little that bit young, folks. To, <laughs> to make him look more, you know, well, in know fairness, stately, like he's young. got you it. You know, in like yeah.
8: fairness, young. I looked 12 and yeah. now I look 16, okay? <laughs> oh, exactly. So, it's, yeah, in fairness. So. All right.
2: Now, I know you don't have a lot of time. you get committee meetings coming up, but you wanted to talk about uh, what's going on with justice reform.
8: Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's no secret. In Arkansas, we have a crime problem. Um, In Arkansas, we have a violent crime problem. We have uh, violent repeat offenders who are getting out of prison at a high rate, and they're reoffending, and they're creating chaos quite quite frankly and so you've probably seen on the news Sarah is a big push of hers is the criminal justice um, side of things Tim Griffin's been involved I'm carrying that legislation and when we say criminal justice what I mean is we're going to be tough on crime Um, if if you if you I I know I know we say this it's not lip service I can tell you the bill has real teeth in it now here's the thing We want to those who can can rehabilitate and do some minor crime. We don't want to lock them away for 10 years or 15 or 20 years, but those who are doing heinous violent crimes, sexual offenders on on minors and those of, you know, that are murdering and and just reoffending. We want to put them where they belong and that's not on the street. That's not in our neighborhoods. That's in prison. (laughs) And so this bill will absolutely do that. Now with that, we understand too that with some of the lesser offenders, there are things that they need. It may be it may be a GED. It may be right. um, you know drug drug rehab programs. It may be workforce development programming. All of that stuff currently exists. The problem is, and under current law, we have what we call a one-six, one-seventh, or a two-thirds system, meaning by and large, most fit into the bucket of if you do a crime, you're only probably going to spend about one of your sentence in jail. So when you think about that, most people fall into that category. What that means is, is when they when they get into prison, if you get you know, let's just say six years, and you're spending one in prison, you're probably not having the time you need to do drug rehab. You're not having the time you need to go through any sort of programming to get a GED, to get uh, an associate's degree, a certificate, whatever it might be. So we want to make sure that those people are where they where they belong and getting the programming they need, and with that, is not in county lockups. That's the other problem we've got. Talk to any sheriff, Pulaski County is one of the worst. There there are more prisoners in county lockups than ever should be. County lockup is a pre-adjudication center, meaning that you're sitting there waiting to go to court. You shouldn't be sitting there after you get out of court. Right, and so when you're sitting in, in a county lockup, you're getting nothing. You're not getting any of the programming we've mm-hmm. talked about. You're not getting any of the things to help rehabilitate you. And so, the time you do get out of there and you do go to the to the big house, as they call it, <laughs> you've already spent six months of your sentence there. Right. You've only got six months to go in the in the state penitentiary. So now you, there's even less time to do right. any sort of program. So the system is totally broken. Indian. And we're trying to fix that. You know, so, we, had,
2: we had Mark Johnson on. Uh, Senator Johnson was on with me Tuesday, and he said, the first words that will come out of many of the offenders' mouths is, is this federal or is this
8: state? Absolutely. That's happened. A prime example we we had it was actually told told to me. So, under the federal system, your
5: listeners may already 80%. know this
8: Eight, 85%. 85, 85%. 85%. Right. Actually. So, what we're doing is we're actually trying to mirror the federal system and what we're doing. It's a little bit different, a little bit more of a hybrid of that, but we're basing it on that. So when you offend, you do that crime, you're, you're gonna know exactly how much time you're gonna have to spend in prison. We call it truth and sentencing. That's the name of the bill. Uh, the, the Parole Reform and Truth and Sentencing Act of 2023. It's in the title. We believe that if you do a crime, you should know exactly what that means, how much time of your life you're gonna have to spend uh, repaying that debt to society. And and I will tell you, I think that will be a real deterrent to keep people from offending. Because right now, we don't have any deterrents. There's nothing that incentivizes good behavior because we're right now incentivizing. You do a crime, eh, doesn't really matter. And, and to Senator Mark Johnson's point, great senator from uh, northern Pulaski County or I guess maybe western Pulaski County, yeah. good guy, he, he's totally right. I've heard the stories of where someone is caught and they immediately ask, is this federal or state? And when they hear state, they laugh, and when they hear federal, they cry. Yeah. And that's what we they want. Know when they're they going hear. away for a long time. That's it. That's it. And, and look, again, we don't want to lock away people and throw away a key. Some people we do, but most we don't if we can help them get their lives back on track. And I think this bill is going to be a good mix of both. All
2: right. How about uh, some kind of uh, a program for. For offenders to come out of prison and, and, and jo- help with getting jobs and things like that yeah. are you guys looking at that
8: we are and, I, and that we 're trying to again so we 've talked about being tough on crime now we 're trying to also couple that with the helping it, the, parole the parole system, system and helping helping people get back on their feet right. because we understand people make mistakes um, and and if we can help them overcome that let 's do that and so one of the bills that I think is actually a pretty good idea. Uh, uh representative lundstrom has actually brought it to my attention it's a tax credit um, to to businesses that will hire felons voluntary but if they hire a felon then they'll get a tax credit for doing that so it's incentivizing employers to take that risk if they so choose and uh, and and help you know f- felons find jobs and then keep them mm-hmm. employed it's a it, it this would be a pilot program a good, for about a hundred hundred prisoners. Um, and so we're going to start, hopefully we'll start there.
2: i got one more question. Dallas, you got anything? No. You have nothing? Okay. Well, then I'll come back and just say, tell us about work and if you're getting money from the from the state.
8: Yeah. So I, I filed a bill with uh, Representative Underwood. Actually, I filed three bills uh, that are similar in how they work. Basically, if you are getting um, state assistance, if you're getting some sort of assistance, Um, we want to make sure that you are truly in need and need that assistance and so one of the bills i think is really important is if you're getting a public housing assistance that we want you to be looking for work we want you to to find work because again we believe work is honorable and we believe that um, if you're going to receive some sort of assistance and you can work if you're an able body if you're an able-bodied working-age adult you are able to find work have a job hold that job then we want to be helping give a hand up not a handout as the right. saying goes and so that's what this bill does we hope that it has uh, some positive impact in doing that because again we want to move people off of welfare we want to move people out of poverty and we want them to work and we need we need more people in the workforce i mean you can talk to any employer a business owner today and they'll tell you there's not enough people in the workforce that They've got tons of job openings. They can't find people to work.
2: This is like deja vu all over again because we used to have this federally mm-hmm. during the Clinton administration. The Republicans in the federal government said you have to work to get uh, get money.
8: Right. Right.
2: And now what, we, we finally got it down into the state level.
8: Right. Well, and we you know we tried it with the um, with the federal waiver for our federal programs that we administer here. This would obviously apply to state programs, but I think it's important, right, because, again, we have to be accountable to the taxpayer um, while also trying to help those that are in poverty and need help uh, move out of that and and hopefully get their lives back on track because what we don't want is – going to the other bill we were talking about, is those that are in poverty, staying in poverty, and then moving into crime. That's right. So it, it's this is sort of a, a one-two approach, and so I think it's really important. Hopefully hopefully, we'll see the benefits of, All of right, this.
2: Last question. We've got two minutes, and that is our, with this uh, uh, crime bill, 2020 truth in, in sentencing bill that you're talking about, what about guns? People who use guns in crime and on the federal level, it just says you're going to go away for X amount of years. What about on the state level?
8: Yeah, so that, that was there was a bill passed last session that, that really addressed that, but we already have some so we already have some of that in law. This sort of steps it up a little bit more. So if you're if you're a violent offender and you're using a, a gun in a violent way, you're gonna spend a lot of time in prison. And and right, you should so. and you should, right? Absolutely. Um, and then on top of that, if you're a repeat violent offender that's using a gun, you're going away for even longer. And to you should. It, it seems does.
3: to be a revolving door.
8: It does. And look, here's the deal. I think we all we all talk about it. I'm I love the Second Amendment. I'm yep. all for the Second Amendment. Yep. I know you guys are too. We want people to have their constitutional right and be able right. to exercise that. But let me tell you, if you're using it in the wrong way. That's right. If you're pulling a trigger and you don't need to be, then there needs to be a consequence for that. You have to be responsible. Mm-hmm. You have to be responsible.
2: I always knew you were going to be a great senator, brother. Uh, hey, you are proven me right. I, I appreciate, appreciate the that. confidence. I appreciate that you proved me right. And with, with Sarah in in the in the governor's office, with Tim Griffin over in the AG's office, great things are going to happen here. I, I think in this, so. In this Marble,
7: I, this palace is the, this is the most
8: excited. This is my second session. This is the most excited I've ever been. We're going to do real conservative policy. Awesome. Uh, this session and Good. mark it down. It's going to happen. Um, so I look if, forward if to you it. Don't we'll get your you I'm going to be in your face. I, well, I, I, hey, I, I've got to see y'all in the Capitol. So uh, yeah. and I don't it, want you calling you me know, out.
2: You don't want to be on the bad side of my my. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I, I don't. I All don't right. think I'll ever get there. No, but let's hope <laughs> not. I don't believe you could, Ben. Thanks so much for coming by. Thanks for having me. we let you get to the committee meetings Thank you, you. got to get to. Have a good day. Yeah. It's good to see you. All right. We just got about a minute yeah. left here and then we got to get out of here and uh, give you a break for some news at the top of the hour. Uh, David Ray will be coming by, I think, during the 9 o'clock hour. So we're looking for that. We got a lot of questions for him. He's got a lot of legislation that is out there being considered. And I'm hoping, as you heard, Bart Hester, the <laughs> president pro tem, he's the head man in the Senate. All right. Uh, We intend to get the Speaker of the House sooner or later over here and talk to him as well. You have Senator Ben Gilmore, Senator Mark Johnson, Senator uh, Kim Hammer, and others that come on this show, House members, Wing, uh, Lunsford, and and others, uh, when they come by and visit with us. How different it is now in the legislature than it has been in the last, well, Eight years. Yes. <laughs> what can I say I? Maybe I longer. I don't know. Well, it definitely before eight years. I mean, if we if we're going to go back into the BB administration, let me tell you, it's night and day. It yep. is night and day. We're deep. Yeah, you know, you know we got a bunch of conservatives now that are ready to flex their muscles, and I'm. I'm happy to watch him do it. I feel like I'm at at some Gold's Gym, uh, you know, bodybuilding competition or something. All right, let's take a break. Dallas and I will be back. Dallas Green is my special co-host today here at the Capitol. Stay tuned. We've got more coming your way. All right, let's get back to it. It's a 9 o'clock hour. Uh, my special co-host here, Dallas Green, joining me here in the halls of the uh, – the House of the People, that would be the Capitol. We're on the third floor. We're outside the House Chambers. One year I'm going to be doing it on the side of the of the uh, de- 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 more deliberative body, of the Senate. I don't know when that's going to happen, but I'll get on their side of the You building. can just stay
9: here on the House side, Dave. <laughs> it's better over here.
2: Yeah, well, you guys do more, it seems like to me. David Ray, that's that boy. You know David Ray. David Ray's been a, a friend of the show and coming on the show for, for years, not only... Uh, since he's been elected to the state house but also as uh, Americans for Prosperity and everything else he's done and he's worked closely with Tim Griffin and he's been on because of Tim so it's good to have him here how are you today
9: hey it's good to be here Dave it's been a busy week but um, there's a lot going on and that's good Uh, a lot of great things in the works and um, I'll be in committee here in about 53 minutes presenting another bill so
2: I'm, I'm sitting here looking at David and He's actually starting to show a little bit of age. Yes. All right. I'm sitting across from him, and I'm thinking like to myself, Senator if he, and- Yeah, I see him, yeah. Ben, and yeah. Ben's not that that little, up. you know, freshly scrubbed face of a teenager that I I remember. Well,
9: when I was elected two years ago, I was one of the youngest members yeah. uh, at 34. But with the new freshman class we have, there are several members that are yeah. younger than me. So, uh, wh- wherever I was on those rankings, I've. I've moved up in both uh, seniority in terms of tenure and seniority in terms of age. Well, you're so.
2: showing a little bit of age. I keep getting younger. Yeah, sure. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about what are you what are you running uh, at uh, 10 o'clock?
9: Yeah, so this morning in revenue and tax, I'll be presenting House Bill uh, 1026. This is a real simple bill that would prohibit local governments in Arkansas from levying an income tax. Good job. And um, most people don't well. We're fortunate in Arkansas that we don't have any yeah, city, cities, cities
2: place where they do this.
9: Right, so we don't levy. There are no cities or counties in Arkansas that currently levy an income tax, which makes it a great time to present this bill because the toothpaste is not right. yet out of the tube. It's really easy to catch these things before they're in place. It's right. really hard to roll them back once they're enacted. Um, for folks who live in a state that doesn't have any local income taxes, this may seem odd. But there are are 17 states around the country, most of them in the Northeast and the Rust Belt, that do levy local income taxes. And there's almost 5,000 jurisdictions, most of them cities, but also um, a smattering of counties and even school districts that levy local income taxes. And, you know, look, the idea behind this is really simple. All taxes suck, right? But (laughs) As far as- Some taxes but suck more. But some taxes suck more than others. Yes, they do. And uh, income taxes, in my opinion, are particularly egregious because they disincentivize work and labor and productivity, all things that we want more of. And um, they're, 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 they're more economically harmful than, say, sales taxes. Um, the other thing I would say is it has been the policy of this body, the legislature, for the last eight years to continually lower income taxes. Yes. And mm-hmm. our new governor, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, campaigned on um, on a promise to work to phase down with the ultimate goal of phasing out our state income tax. And and I'm 100% supportive of that goal. But the last thing we need is to do all that hard work right. and then have local governments come in behind and backfill that income tax burden exactly. at the local level. So that's what I'm trying to prevent with well,
2: this bill. And, I worked, and in, I worked in a city that... Had that? I mean, I went to work in Kentucky for a while, I know, forgive me. But I went to Lexington, and I got there. I had no idea about what he was talking about. I never worked anywhere where the city said, well, we're letting you work here, so we're going to tax you for working here. And it was a 3% tax on your, your, your income.
3: I think it would be a deterrent to have businesses come in to your community to have another mm-hmm. tax
9: well it is uh, especially now with businesses you know a lot of businesses um are more mobile than ever before workers are more mobile than ever before um it's it's a bad tax for commuters because commuters don't really contribute much to your to your uh city in terms of cost other than maybe some wear and tear on the roads right. um but they end up paying for a bunch of uh, services that they don't benefit from so it, it's bad for commuters um so, you know,
2: so how many co-sponsors do you got on this?
9: Well, the, uh, you know, different people have different strategies with co-sponsors. Um, I typically don't bother um, passing around a bunch of co-sponsor sheets because um, it just eats up a lot of time, and it's okay. more it's more ceremonial, in my opinion, than, right. than anything else. If there's a bill that I think is really going to be a hard lift, I'll try to, to get, get a bunch of co-sponsors on board. Um, with this one, you know,
2: that's pretty easy lift, if you ask me.
9: Well, I hope so. We'll find out here in committee in about 50 so, minutes. Yeah. Um, but, but my Senate sponsor is on this bill is uh, Senator John Payton, hey. who uh, used to be my colleague in the House and now uh, Big John, as I sometimes call him, has uh, <laughs> Take has, has taken his cowboy hat to the other side of the building and. Um, well, I, I tell you what, we hate to lose John in the House,: um, Yeah, the but Senate. who he but, took out but i'm really glad i 'm really glad that we 're not losing him because he 's down there in the Senate doing good things down there.
2: Yeah right. well, you've got a guy that t- took out your nemesis.
9: Oh, uh, former Senator Search. That's right. Yeah, you know, I uh, I don't have anything personally against him, but um, I do. was was not a was not a big fan of his voting record. So, well, that's or,
2: what my personal apparently is. Uh,
3: um, sure, apparently his constituents weren't either.
9: Yeah, that's the truth. Okay, so
2: Sturch hurt uh, uh, State Representative Alan Clark, not Clark Kerr, when he was trying to get rid of special elections. Uh, when he left the House. Uh, you took over of trying to get rid of special elections. This is this is a a big deal with me getting rid of special elections. I sure. know it's a huge deal with you.
9: It is absolutely. And for folks that don't really know the background on this issue, um, I'll summarize it real bl- briefly. For uh, there were a few changes made last session, but for for most of modern history in Arkansas, local governments put could put a question whether it's a. Uh, local option sales tax or a a millage increase, an increase in your property taxes or a bond issue, they could put that before the voters, and they'd put it in a special election on basically any date of their choosing as long as they gave 70 days notice or whatever. And the end result is they would put these elections at uh, inconvenient, um, inconsistent times. You know, they'd put it in the middle of August when everybody's out out at the beach and or they whatever put a
2: little tiny ad in the newspaper when it was going to be held
9: right and the end result is nobody knows that these things are going on and then right. you get a permanent except, for the people that are for. except the people that are for it and then you get a permanent sales tax increase or, or whatever that yeah. passes and there were seven percent turnout and everybody's looking around going how in the world did this happen two
2: so, percent in capital
9: yeah so what i have two percent so what i have been a big fan of is saying look if you want to put these things on the ballot That's your prerogative, but you need to be upfront and honest with the voters about when it's going to be. You either need to hold it in conjunction with a primary election or a general election.
1: Also, it's costly.
9: It is costly. It costs tens of thousands of dollars in some instances to put on a special election. Um, Poll workers are harder to get than ever before. Um, It's becoming more and more expensive to pay poll workers, Mm -hmm. and so the cost of these things continue to rise. Um, in the last several decades, we've spent millions and millions of dollars statewide holding special elections that could have e- just as easily been held in conjunction with primaries or generals.
1: In March or November.
9: Yeah, so this is something I- I've been working on for a long time, even before I was elected. We we came up six votes short in the House two years ago, and um, that was very frustrating. But um, I will tell you, I'm I'm encouraged so far by the conversations I've been having with folks um, just especially in this this new freshman class that uh, people are open and receptive to this Make idea. Make them
2: sign in blood.
9: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, don't I don't have a I don't have a mechanism to do that, but I do have a co-sponsor sheet. Okay. So that's the next best yeah, thing. You got to
2: have that for, the, <laughs> for this one because the superintendents will fight against it. Yeah. The school boards will fight against that bill because they want to be able to go in and and raise taxes as as easy as they can. I mean, they did it in North Little Rock about, I guess, what, eight years ago they raised it. Yeah, well,
9: well, they did a millage increase, and they put the election on Valentine's Day. Yeah. (laughs) Which, while most people were, you know, making dinner reservations uh, with their spouse or picking out long stem roses— um, the folks who were in the know were going to the ballot box to raise everybody's property taxes. And how'd
2: that work out for everybody in North Little Rock where 75% of your students can't read at grade level? So ooh, it's, ooh.
9: It's, it's it's a real, you know, we hear a lot in our uh, political climate these days about voter suppression. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would submit that yeah. the greatest form of voter suppression is not even knowing when the election's going to be agree. held.
2: I, I would agree wholeheartedly Completely. with that, David. So what else are you working on? I, I've heard people telling me that there's all kinds of stuff you've been working on. You, you're you're talk of the town in, in, <laughs> in the capital now.
9: Well, look, here's the deal. You know, you only get a four month window every two years to try and, right. to try and improve the law. Yeah, and so you try to make hay while the sun's shining. Um, right. You know, I'm I'm running a lot of bills related to tax and fiscal policy Liking it. because um, I'm on that rev tax committee so i 'm you know it 's easier sometimes to run bills on the committees that you 're on, um, but i 've got a bunch of bills i 'm working on i 'm going to run i 've been working with our sheriff 's association and with the attorney general 's office on a bill um, that i 'm going to run next Tuesday in in committee to strengthen our sex offender registry mm. you know we 're one of most people don 't know this, but we 're one of only four states in the country that doesn 't include the full physical address of sex offenders in well, the that's registry crazy. and Why? I'm not sure uh, why we don't do it, but I will tell you that our sheriffs and people in law enforcement think it needs to be updated. And um, it's really bad. You know, you can... The the reason the registry exists is is not to just continually punish people. It's to give give people the information that they need to keep themselves and their loved ones safe Mm -hmm. and make decisions about where to go and, and, and spend their time. And our current registry... Will tell you the street name that someone lives on, but it won't tell you the house number. And so, it will give you a, it will yeah. give you block information. Yeah. Uh, but say if say you're you find out that you, let's say yeah. you live at uh, 220 Oak Street, <laughs> and you you read that there's a level four sex offender living in the 200 block of Oak Street. That's right. Well, there's there's potentially there's potentially a hundred different houses that that could be. Right. And so if you're taking your kids trick or – if you're a door-to-door salesman, um, if you're a political canvasser, if you just let your kids play in the front yard. I mean, there's a million different instances where this would be yes, useful information that people deserve to know. So and,
2: You and put together good bills, you know, Dave. Uh, you know that?
9: Well, thank you. I try, I try not to run bad bills. No, well, uh, I
2: understand. But, you know, some, <laughs> look, some, some bills are frivolous. Like yeah. uh, the bill that was writ, uh, I heard was run about – all flags that fly here at the Capitol have to be made in the United States. I mean I agree that's important, but it's not as important as what you just talked about.
9: Well, I appreciate that. look I again, you only get four months every two years to try and make changes to the law. so um, look, I try not to I try to I mean this may be a little more inside baseball than anyone cares to listen to, but I try to strike a balance, right you can if, to use a sports analogy, you know sometimes people want you to go for the hail mary yeah and they want you to just let's just try and get every every policy objective we've ever wanted in one bite yeah and it's like there's a reason most hail marys don't connect they either get intercepted or fall incomplete It's because it's a long shot and i'm not going to toil away for two years working at tilting at windmills trying to work on something that's never going to be enacted by the same token I don't want to run bills that just don't do anything because anybody can do that. So I try to find ideas that move the ball down the field, that achieve progress on key issues, uh, that are substantive in nature but are also achievable. Because at the end of the day, if if you don't pass it, then it doesn't do any good.
2: As I say on the air, it pays to be a pragmatist.
9: Sure. You, you just got to learn to take yes for an answer. Yeah, you know, it, 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 when, when someone <laughs> says, yes, I'll give you something that you want, just accept it and say yes. <laughs> yeah, and be happy
2: with it. All right, be happy with it. All right, let's take a real quick break. I'm going to hold, hold David. He doesn't have to be a committee until 10, but I'm just going to hold him to the bottom of the hour here on the day. He, he likes to do 30-minute interviews. I'll tell you, he likes to do 30-minute interviews. So we'll be back to do some more with him. We're going to find out where he's standing on, on uh, universal school choice, see what his thoughts are on that, and uh, other things that might be floating around about uh, crime. We talked a little bit about that with Ben Gilmore, and of course about getting rid of the dreaded income tax. We'll talk about that with him as well. Here on The Dave Ellswick.
0: Oh nine six five, The Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer.
3: They're not going crazy. All right,
2: we are back here on The Dave Ellswick Show at the Capitol uh of course dallas green is my co-host david ray is here state uh representative and uh, david we have we covered all the bills that you're looking at right now
9: oh well no i've got several more but um none that i'm running this week that we okay. haven't covered so
2: all right well let's uh, let's talk about uh you know uh, universal choice as far as uh, uh education in the state the governor has been very adamant that she is all about it uh We've got Gretchen Conger as on her administrative staff. She was, of course, uh, on the administrative staff of the uh, governor of Arizona when it was passed in Arizona. We've got a uh, uh, Department of Education now head uh, from uh, Olivia. Olivia. Yeah, uh, who comes from Florida. You know, we're going to make some big moves. I, I think we do what Ducey said they did in uh, in Arizona, go from zero to a hundred in a very short period of time. Absolutely.
9: Look, uh, this session is probably going to. I mean, there, look, there's a lot of issues of importance, right? But there's going to be three things that really define the session, and I think those are going to be education, public safety, and tax relief. Right. And on education, I think our governor is just uh, totally on the right track. No, she's I spot mean, on. She has. She is doing what leaders should do, which is cast a vision for the future a future that takes us to a better place than we're at today and that's why I think legislators are so excited about it because um, she is leading and people are hungry for that leadership and what she's talking about in terms of giving parents choices in terms of where and how their children are educated that's critically important it's Mm -hmm. critically important Uh, this is the trend that that states are going around the country you know iowa i believe just passed a universal education savings accounts Huge bill there. A- arizona did it last year west virginia has done it in uh the, within the last three years i think
3: covid it. came into play because a lot of people had to come up with alternative solutions for their children when we were all sitting at home and i think parents and grandparents and all the stakeholders started thinking you know we really need to revolutionize what we're doing in education. Well, you know, I think what that really, is the reason what, why we're seeing so many different people states really change a lot. What
2: really got their attention is what was being taught to their children.
3: Yes yes or what children should know but didn't know. It was just yes. a lot of holes. Sure
9: look there's a million reasons yeah. why uh, parents would want to have choices for their kids in terms of where and how they're Mm -hmm. educated and it's not the same for everybody you know some kids are bullied at school and they're not safe in that environment some kids aren't learning in their current environment and they need a different environment Mm -hmm. you know some parents want their children um, to be educated with with a parochial Mm -hmm. approach with Mm -hmm. with a Mm values-based education and uh, that's certainly um, a a meritorious idea that there's there's a million reasons why parents should have choices when it comes to education Um, and so I'm I'm I've not heard anything the governor outline on this topic that I disagree with and I'm excited uh, for that legislation in the coming weeks to start working its way through the process when when
3: do you think we'll see that oh I anything you know
9: look I don't know I know everybody kind of like this is sort of the the scuttlebutt around the cap everybody's like oh when's the bill going to drop and all that look it's going to be a long session we're going to be here for 100 115 days or whatever it, what's less important that it gets done quickly is that it gets done right, correct, you know. And correct. so, I, I'm not in a hurry on some of these larger bills. You know, there's going to be a big. You know, you had Senator Gilmore on earlier; he was talking about, you know, the the, the reform and criminal the, justice, the criminal reform, justice yeah. reform. He's working about. that's going to take a while. Maybe these are these oh, are big yeah. substantive pieces of legislation, and so I'm okay that it's taken a little while. That's not that big of a deal. It'll allow some of these other bills, like the one I'm going to run here in about uh, 31 minutes to work their (laughs) work their way through the process and um you know we'll, we'll get to it when it comes time but but she's uh what she's outlined is is critical you know choice is the big component but it also addresses other areas that need addressing i would
3: like to see accountability because you know i've done a lot of reform been a part of a lot of reform in education but there was the accountability piece was missing because not only did a help with the legislation get through but i actually went out into the state to the schools and talked to parents and that continues to be a problem um,
9: yeah so and so many people just talk about the, the money when it comes yeah. to this issue and it's mm-hmm. like look if if more money was going to solve every problem this would have been right. fixed a long time ago you're just
3: throwing all bad right. after good
2: we're out of time you got to get to your
9: meeting well thanks for good letting luck. me join you all guys right. thank luck. you david all right appreciate
2: have a great you day. all right David Ray here on the Dave Ellswick Show.
3: Cold with a high of only 46, and tonight we drop down to 29. A little warmer, though, on Friday, up to 58 tomorrow, then some scattered showers late Saturday into Sunday. From the Channel 7 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Melinda
9: Mayo.
0: Stimulating talk with Dave Ellswick on 101.1 FM, The Answer.
2: All right, back with you at the Capitol, third floor, outside the House Chambers. Dallas Green is here with me as my co-host, David Ray. Great interview with David yes. Ray. Great interview with David Ray. We're going to deal with uh, David again uh, probably next week. He's got some other legislation that needs to be explained. Yes. You know, we do. We, we need to do some explaining on it. So We might uh, do a we'll little today. Yeah, it. Right? Yeah. We could do probably do that. You know. uh, that, that voice there, you know that voice. <laughs> yeah. Robert Everyone Stein- knows that voice. Robert Steinbach. That's he is right. here. He's doing. He's working behind the scenes on legislation with other. Uh, elected officials, are you not? Yeah, I was just in a meeting, in fact, okay. yes. That's okay, right. all right. I'm yeah. going to ask you what you're talking it was No, top, no, I can't secret? No,
10: nothing secret. We, okay. were, we were talking about the uh, bill that Dan Sullivan <clears throat> has introduced on uh, libraries and, and obscenity. Oh, oh okay,
3: yeah. that's good. Yeah, of course that's it second. is. Oh, I'm interested in, in knowing yeah. more about that and, because and I was really shocked to find out that uh, our corn courts really don't have a lot of control or Say over what's going on in the libraries, even though we're funding them. Yeah, uh,
10: no accountability. No, and indeed, this bill is about accountability. Good. And so there, there are uh, probably three. There are three elements now, and it may change, and that's part of the legislative process. But one is, under current law, to to the surprise of many people, if you are a librarian or a a school employee, uh, which includes school uh, librarians and also. Uh, uh, what is it, uh, museums, but we're not dealing with the museums, you're exempt from the obscenity law. You have a get-out jail. Ge- yeah, right. And so uh, it's a specific exemption in the law, and uh, Dan Sullivan's bill uh, seeks to uh, remove that exemption uh, and just sort of put on equal footing uh, librarians or, uh, uh, with everybody else, with you, me, booksellers, Uh, I should say, by the way, that uh, Representative Gonzalez is a co-sponsor of the bill, and he deserves uh, due credit for that, of course. Uh, So that's one element. The um, second element of the bill, as it stands now, is that there is a new law, a new standard for children harmful to minors, that uh, libraries uh, should be held to a standard uh, that protects minors, uh, and if they don't, then they've committed a wrong that is uh, actionable. And then the, the third part of the bill creates a what's called a private cause of action on obscenity law, on the first part, uh, in which uh, a private person, an individual, uh, can sue if a library is putting out uh, obscene material. Now, that may change. It, it may change from a private cause of action to some sort of regulatory action. Uh, That's unclear at this juncture, uh, but these are some of the things that are up in the air. But the goal on all fronts is to protect children. And before I hear it from the left, you know that we're a bunch of uh, um, book-burning rednecks. (laughs) You know you're going to hear Well, I've heard it already, right? Uh, A bunch of book-burning rednecks. Uh, The point is that we, we, we have current obscenity law. That's not a new thing. We didn't create it, and we're just seeking to have it apply across the board. Reinforced. That's right. Reinforced as well as a slightly different standard for children because of course we always have different standards for children. We have it when it comes to movies, right? That's a perfect example. And some of the things that we're talking about potentially, potentially in libraries is far more concerning than uh, things we see in R-rated movies. Mm. So uh, I think uh, just balance is due and nobody thinks that well, I don't met nobody, but uh, certainly conservatives and, and most constitutional scholars don't believe that children have the full panoply of rights uh, that adults do. They don't, uh, and some like to suggest otherwise, but it's just not the case.
2: All right. Yeah. I, just, you know, the, I don't understand. How do they pass a law that gives a get-out-of-jail-free card to the library? You know, people? it's really interesting. That's an,
10: that's an old law. I don't know when it came about. Um, and it says, uh, because it's really, uh, I was just reading it in the meeting today, right? The current law says no employee, etc., of a school, museum, library, acting within the scope of his uh, employment is liable to prosecution for disseminating uh, um, dot, dot, dot. Can I say that? Yeah, uh, uh, obscene material. I Who mean this? It's, really, it's really kind of amazing that uh, it's, uh, where is it? What, what page do you have? I have page three. here's
2: two. All right, they're they're passing yeah, around a bill anyway, right now. Anyway, so, just so you know. here,
10: take you want the whole thing? Yeah, take the whole thing. So it's really amazing that there was built in this protection, and I suspect it came about years ago when some lobbyists came in and said to uh, a bunch of legislators, "Hey, we've got these good teachers and good librarians, and by the way, we do have good teachers and good librarians." Uh, who are uh, on the hook and they're going to get uh, prosecuted uh, just because they're handing out books. Now that's not a true statement. So someone created a scare tactic and then uh, with that said we need to create a special exemption and I think even folks today don't fully understand the breadth and it's quite broad of that exemption. It says you can't even be prosecuted, meaning if, if the prosecutor says you're handing out obscene material, you say, oh, here's this law. That, in other words, it's not a defense; it's an affirmative defense. You can't do anything. I, get out of jail free card. Yeah, it's really, really extreme. It's like they're yeah. tenured. Well, uh, tenured to, to hand out uh, obscene material, it seems, right? They're yeah. untouchable. Yeah, they're yeah, really them untouchable. Is. It really is. So that's that's what uh, one of the things. You know, the the, the two other bills that uh, Dan Sullivan has recently introduced. One uh, is the uh, <clears throat> just introduced, I think, yesterday, Dave. Uh, the, perhaps you've heard of it. The uh, Dave Ellswick Free Speech on Campus Part 2 bill. I'm, a, I'm, I'm aware of that. <laughs> indeed. Uh, and that was uh, a building on the first bill that is now law. And of course, you might remember that a Sturch killed it yes. last yep, time I remember. in committee. Sure well, did. Sturch is gone. Uh, and so uh, Yes, he is. Indeed. And we're all quite happy. I campaigned for his opponent. Um, um, and, and uh, that's drove, big job. Yeah, of course. Uh, and went uh, knocking on doors uh, up there and it was a lot of fun, but I've said this all along. Uh, if you're going to, uh, call yourself a Republican and pursue a bunch of uh, leftist ideas, um, uh, I'm going to actively uh, campaign against you. Uh, and that's what I did. I was, it doesn't mean I'm the linchpin on search losing, but I'll take uh, credit for one percent of the (laughs) of the change in vote
2: you went out and you actually did some work on it well that's that's it's more than anybody who didn't do any work did
10: well I put my money or or, or legs where the case may be um, uh, uh, where my speech is right and John Payton is a good strong conservative he was in the house he now is in the Senate uh, and he uh, has conservative values and I support that and I really I, I almost. I think it might be fair to say that I dislike when a Republican, uh, someone who's labeled a Republican, is pursuing leftist values than when a Democrat does. Because, look, you don't blame a mosquito for stinging you. You might exactly. spot it, but you don't blame it because that's what they're supposed to do. And yeah. that, Democrats, we know what they are. We know what their agenda is. So when they vote no, it's like, well, okay, someone voted for them and they're a Democrat and they're entitled to vote their way. But when a Republican does it, we got to get them out of office. Yeah, you feel betrayed. That's right. I mean, That's right, and I have felt be, felt betrayed.
2: That's right. Well, but this, they're elected to building. represent
3: a certain right. platform, and they don't. It's right. Exactly right, exactly right.
1: Yeah.
2: All right, we need to take a quick break. Let's do that, and then we'll come That's back. Good. Robert Steinbach is here in the, uh, our studio in the the Capitol. <laughs> Stay around; we got a lot more to talk about.
0: This is the Dave Ellswick Show, one hundred one point one FM, the Answer.
2: All right, we are at the Capitol. If you just joined us today, we've been doing this since 7 o'clock. We've had a lot of a lot of very uh, good guests on today. David Ray's been on. Uh, Senator Ben Gilmore has been on. David Ray, of course, House uh, Representative. You've got... Uh, we've talked about everything. Yeah, we've had the head of the, the Senate on, the pro tem. That was Bart Hester. He's been here. Uh, Brent Smith, a good possibility that uh, we're going to hear from... Uh, uh, state senator uh, uh oh i can't think of his name right now just i, I just forgot it never mind um, we got uh, robert Steinbach has just dropped by and he's just been working with the person i can't remember sullivan who is his name. sullivan yes yeah <laughs> senate senator sullivan i didn't know where you were going coming, with that, he so. may be coming by to, to join with us today so and i've uh, i've texted uh, judge fight uh, Steve Lanny. Rep and, and asked Lanny Man, We want to know about the tire bill. Yeah, that's what I told you. We've them.
3: got to know about it.
2: Come back and tell us about the tire bill. So we've got a lot of things that are going on right now. It, it is a crazy multiple moving parts, and, and, and Dallas is getting uh, baptism by fire hose today. That's right. It's kind of that way. It's, it's the only way I know It's a to lot do of things. fun, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I always have fun with you. Everybody wants to come over and, and, and talk, and they want you to know what's going on. This is, I will tell you, this is the first session uh, that overwhelmingly all of the elected officials were really, really happy yeah, to see everybody me Everybody
3: seems by. Everybody's smiling. Yeah, which is unusual usually yes usually is everybody's got their head down and <laughs> on a mission and don't talk to me right. don't look at me yeah, they, and everybody's in a good mood so i get
2: the, I get the one finger wave yeah yeah i get told
3: i'm number one sometimes yeah, yeah. usually a when lot i'm lot driving
2: all right so robert yes, is sir. back with is dan going to be able to join us no he's
10: got meetings unfortunately. Uh, yeah. He's, yeah. yeah yeah tell him those what,
2: what's what's all the meet, meetings important
10: about. exactly these legislators <laughs> They're actually doing their job once yeah, in a while. That's good. Oh, I'm go liking that.
2: But we'll get him on. Oh, of course he's on a lot he's on the a Dave Ezwick Show. Guy. Yeah, he's yeah. a great guy. And I, I joined him on a on a uh, you know a suit against the governor that's right. a few years back. That's to, right. About how the governor was, you know, blocking out the legislature from having anything to say about COVID. That's and right. That's absolutely wrong. It was a, overreaching. It, it was. was it terrible. Wrong. Well, right. you know, I was wondering it if sparked, he's going to walk around with a fig leaf thing around it, his
3: head. It, what it did is it sparked a movement. It, it really created did. Um, a buzz, and it created more interest in politics, and it 100%. created a lot of new people coming into the Republican Party. That's because,
10: right. and these county committees. Yeah.
2: Are you guys hearing anything about, uh, what was it, uh, Senate Bill 1 or House Bill 1 or whatever it was? I don't know. One look it up. B- being that. The legislature, you know, I understand if something really bad happens, that the governor needs to make some decisions right off the bat. But within a couple of weeks, the legislature should be brought, convened, and talked oh, well, to the, about all that. Of was
10: the well, yeah, that was a constitutional amendment yes, that, that failed, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I, right. I, I favored it. Um, and the ex governor, I mean, I mean, the former governor, just so we're clear, right? The former governor said, well, uh, I don't, I oppose it because I don't have a strong veto. In Arkansas, they don't have a strong veto in the following sense in the, in the federal system. If there's a veto to override that veto, you need two thirds, but in Arkansas, you need the same number of votes that it took to pass it, a mere majority. But I'll tell you this, it doesn't always happen because the, the, the governor carries a big stick. Now, with that said, I'm, I'm generally disappointed when you see a legislator who switches his or her vote. Meaning, oh, did you yeah. not know what you were doing the first time around? We and when saw the governor tells you otherwise, now you switch? So I'm not terribly receptive, but I will tell you that does happen. So I'm not terribly We saw it with the sovereignty
3: but, bill. And, right. Yeah, and, and it was it was quite quite an experience to be here that day. Exactly, exactly.
10: So, um, no, <laughs> I don't I, know I, um, any other like, way to say I it. I like
2: the nice way you said that. <laughs> yeah, was, it was. It was
10: it was very, I like that uh, <laughs> constitutional amendment, it, it was did a long not day. pass, <laughs> and it, of course they won't bring it up at least again now, yeah. because what's the point, right? Well, now is the time
2: to bring it up.
10: Well, as a constitutional amendment?
2: No. I mean, instead of doing it as constitutional yeah. amendment, how about we I don't know. take I don't care know if, of it? I don't know
10: if you can do it by legislation, but what they can do actually is not pass anything and uh, keep the, you can keep the Senate open. The Senate is, it's, and, the, and the House, they're the ones that end session and all they have to do is continue session and have one guy show up uh, like, I don't I think it's every day, but I'm not sure. Comes in, goes out, that's it. And you can keep it uh, in session uh, around the year. Uh, so there is a mechanism to do it now Uh, If they really want to do it. And I I, got to tell you, I would I would consider doing that.
2: Okay. Well, we don't have to do it. I I guess right now I would say we probably don't have to do it with the governor that we have.
10: I suspect that's right. But but I don't see any downside to it either. No, I don't.
2: I I, I agree wholeheartedly with you. The legislature has got to be involved in those decisions. Exactly right. They're they're the voice of the people, right?
3: Yeah, the people feel disenfranchised. Absolutely, and indeed. should
2: feel disenfranchised, yeah. and should feel very uh,
3: well it goes against our positive, state motto, not
2: yeah. positive with the governor when that kind of stuff. That's right. I mean, I really, control. I really turned against the governor when the former he was governor, doing it's, it. yeah. yes, it's the sour. former governor, was, not not with yeah. Sarah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Not, yeah. No. I'm all about Sarah, Sarah. Yeah. No. Sarah's hitting it out of the park.
10: And she has not made any, even a whiff of um, indication that she would be uh, acting in sort of that uh, uh, king-like fashion. She got rid of
2: all of the ex-governors, the whole thing about COVID.
10: That's right. With
2: they, <laughs> That's with right. The, with On
10: the very issue that gave rise to the concern about ending session, she came out in favor of the people and in favor of what the legislators wanted to do. That's 100% correct.
2: Yeah. So just everybody needs to be aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go back to what you were talking about, this whole thing about the libraries. Yeah. I want to tell a personal story here. I was you – know, some people in Cabot who I've worked with uh, in the past dealing with books – In the in the public uh, school libraries, that really shouldn't be there. Uh, Or if they're there, they should be in a special section that the parent has to sign an agreement to be able for their children to see those books because they're pornographic in nature. Right. And this has been going on for a long time. Lori Lee, who is with the
3: um, Reform Alliance.
2: Reform Alliance. That's how she got involved in the whole educational yes. process. she told me her story. She was, yeah. she was fighting. She was fighting up a in, in Northwest Arkansas, and I had her on my show because of it. Yeah. And we got to know each other, and we, we fought it up in Northwest Arkansas. Now, here we are in, in Cabot, and it's not Lori Lee this time. It's somebody else. And they went over to Is to it challenge. the moms for Liberty? That was part of them. Uh, they They were challenging some of these books. And the... The lady who runs the library said, I will not allow a bunch of, of uh, straight white Christians to tell me what books we can put in the library and what books we can't.
10: You know, it's really remarkable, isn't it, Dave, uh, how you point out, the true two categories that you can say derisively regarding demographics uh, these days, and only two. Well, no, three, and those are two of them, white, yeah. Yeah, white Christian, and Christian, and you know what the third is? Male.
1: Yeah, Those email. are the three you yeah. can
10: say derisively. All yes. the others, you go straight to PC Jail if you were to say it. It's really remarkable, oh, isn't jail. it? Yeah.
2: Woke Jail. Woke oh, Jail. Woke jail.
10: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's just crazy.
2: I mean, I, look, I I just can't believe.
3: Well, the movie I, theater, a, you can't type... Your fourteen-year-old can't go to an R-rated movie. You have to, the, parent, to. the parent. The parent right, has right. to buy the ticket. Yeah. Right. So I mean, maybe that's what needs to happen. The parent I, has to check the book I out. I just no. I just yes. don't.
2: I don't understand why you have to have books in a school library that talks about homosexual sex. I don't understand or any sex. It's just you know, it's right? it's a joyous sex. It's freedom of space, but I think and the parents should have control. I'll push back a
10: little bit on that, Dave. I'll tell you. You know, I don't know. The, uh, there are plenty of classic books yeah. um, that oh, uh, high school b- students that can read yeah. that that, that, de- that have sexual situations in them, by the way, including the Bible. Yeah. So um, I, I I suspect you're – I understand the sentiment, but maybe it's too broad of a, yeah. a, a, of a claim. Uh, but again, the bill does nothing about determining that. The bill says obscenity, and the courts have defined obscenity. Not we're not defining obscenity, uh, and so let's. And by the way, the bar on obscenity is very high. So when some people say, oh well, that's obscene, maybe in your opinion, but not legally. So it's a very high <laughs> bar to begin with. Uh, we will have and, to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so um, it, this is really kind of just the floor of protection. And isn't it fair just to have that most basic protection for, for our kids uh, and in general that the law regarding obscenity applies to everyone, not just, hey, uh, the three people at this table uh, can be thrown in jail for distributing obscenity, rightfully so, by the way, uh, but a librarian doing in, it, in it, the course of his job can't be? Wait, what? Why would that be the case?
2: Yeah, well, we'll have that discussion off the air about yeah. what's obscenity. Uh, there you I mean, go. I mean, I don't see any book that needs to be in a school library that talks about his throbbing manhood. <laughs> no. You know, and, and that's in the, some of the public oh, sure libraries is, sure uh, is, yeah. or school libraries and things of that nature. Right. Let's take a break. We'll yep. be back. Robert's going to stick around for another half hour. We're going to talk with him. Dallas is here for the— Full contention of the show today. She's having a great time. I am. She's really having it's a good time. Fun. We got more coming your way here on the Dave Ellswood show. I got uh, Dallas Green here. I've got Robert Steinbach with us right now. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, Judge fights going to come by, and uh, we've been told that. Or the, maybe Senator can't come by. What?
3: Or Senator Rice. He's a co-sponsor on there. Yeah, we might be. Able Just to. we want someone to tell to explain the tire, the tire bill. bill, the
2: change. What are the changes that they want to do? Let me see if I got an an answer here. Uh, Checking my text real quick.
3: I thought I saw Senator Rice. Well, Uh, if
2: I said uh, he's in the education committee right now, if it ends before 11, he says I'll be uh, dropping by at the third floor.
3: Well, I think there was only a couple of bills today
2: on house ed so, so we'll hopefully see. he'll have time yeah maybe he'll get here in the last few minutes at 10 o'clock hour which would be great that's right it doesn't matter when we get the information just that we get the information that's right that's the way it, it well people it listen
10: out. throughout your show so that's it's true. very important
2: that's true all right with that let, let me come over to robert steinbach who i like to do this uh is a uh, law professor at the Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his, and his alone and not necessarily those of the Bowen School of Law or the university to which it belongs. So, with that said, yeah. you're here uh, locally, and I know that Joe, Joey McCutcheon and yep. you and, sure. and others have been fighting for the the Freedom of
10: Information Act. Joey's right. a very strong advocate, excellent I advocate. Tell you,
2: I, I over the last years that I've been here, I've always, from the Republicans, got... A wind of a feeling of that they're very pro uh you know of that act yeah of using it but but yes but right there is a a but but uh, just recently i've been starting to talk to some people and i know that they're talking to school administrators and stuff and they're being they're being fed a narrative that Wow, we just get so many of these uh well
3: and you know I used things. it, and i i I FOIA'd every school district um in two thousand and seventeen or nineteen I, it's all running together, but uh Senator Clark had ran a bill, and <clears throat> it was about um reading and uh school lunch funds in people just went crazy he said he was starving kids and all kinds of stuff so yeah, I, I got that. mad i got mad and i foiled yeah. that revenue the national yeah. school, the state national school lunch they call it something else <laughs> now their funds and what they were doing with the funds and it's crazy they're supposed it's supposed to bridge the academic gap and what they were doing were things like limo rides and archery supplies yeah, there you and go. anything and everything besides someone learning to read, and it needed to be exposed. So they don't like it because parents, It's anyone can do it. You don't have to be an attorney, um, and this is a good way for parents to figure out what's going on.
10: I FOIA'd um, ASU, Arkansas State University. They have a contract uh, with a, a private company up there in Northeast, a private nonprofit company. Uh, The private company pays uh, ASU uh, $10 a year, so essentially nothing. In exchange, they get all the money from uh, the uh, sale of alcohol at all the venues. And and over the last eight years, three quarters of a million dollars. Now, uh, there's some separate, someone said, uh, I think someone at the school, uh, they said that that um, private company is going to donate that money, but not to the school. Not the school, to the private foundation associated with the school, and again, no transparency there. So it's you know what it is. It's effectively it's like a a, it's a pseudo money laundering operation, right? And it's really a problem. Uh, And I I got that um, I got a bunch of responsive documents. They were very good at giving me the documents. They were very responsive to my Freedom of Information Act requests. Folks tend to be when when they see my name on a. Uh, a FOIA request. Uh, I got uh, um, records from uh, UCA, University of Central Arkansas. You know that if you go onto UCA campus and you're with a student, and let's say a comparable age, right? So I'm not talking about us, right? Old people like us. But if a friend of a student is on Thanks. campus, yeah, exactly. Uh, we're all old. <laughs> you, know, you cut us open, you got to count all those rings. You can go back to the time of Jesus. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> you go on campus, and if you're a friend of a student, and you and the student are doing a little. uh, smoking a little grass and you're not supposed to be doing it. It's still against the law. Uh, The student they'll give a ticket to. The non-student they'll give a ticket to and a ban. You're banned from from the property. Well, since when does some local bureaucrat get to ban a member of the public from public property? It's just made-up make-believe is what it is, right? It's authoritarianism and you see it more in academia than you see it anywhere else. Yes. And so uh, I'm going to I'm going to follow up with that. So, by the way, uh, keep reading my column in the Democrat Gazette every Sunday. And if you're not a subscriber, please consider doing so. It costs a little bit of money, but it's worth supporting our local press. Uh, and um, I-, I talk about these types of issues and other issues uh, of interest to good conservatives. So don't think, you know, they got some left columns, columnists and they got other conservative columnists in addition to me and me. Uh, so uh, please take a look and uh, see what I have to say.
2: Well, uh, here's my my problem is that I'm I'm hearing cracks in the walls. Yes, cracks, on, the, on the freedom or, of yeah, information Or the cracks in the yep. ice, so to yep. speak. You yep. walk on it, and you hear, you know, and that makes me nervous. Me too. Uh, Me too. And I and I'm hearing it from very, very conservative Me Republicans. Too.
10: That's right. And the concern is, the problem is, so one guy comes up to a good friend of ours, a conservative Republican, and says, "I got these for you." Of course, it's a lot to respond to them, and and the problem is. You, don't, you can't look at an individual case. You've got to look at the overall yeah. uh, operation of the Freedom of Information Act, and it's designed to create transparency for the public. And effort is required by governmental actors in responding to it. And so often I hear the comment, well, I don't have time to do that because I have to do my job. Sorry, you must have misunderstood what your job is in the first place because your job is to respond to the Freedom well, of they, Information they Act.
3: they created a pis- position in the city of little rock well Indeed, for, uh, some and some of voice. the bigger
10: organizations have separate positions and some don't and it's just a job in responsibility
2: little rock they still haven't figured
10: it out they still Correct. don't do it. <laughs> right that's exactly right <laughs> tom carpenter who i disagree with on a lot of things and i litigate against uh, uh, seems to be have making have yes. been making a valiant he effort he does yes, he did uh, he on does. foia and i give him kudos for that and he's been taking inappropriate heat by the way uh, so uh, I, i'm going to stand up for him um, in any event uh every public entity has a position, whether they know it or not, uh, where someone's supposed to be responding to FOIA requests. Uh, And so uh, I, I think we need to be concerned whenever we seek to restrict the FOIA requests. If they say, well, we need more money, someone asked me this recently, do you support giving more funding to public institutions to respond to FOIA requests? And my answer is yes, I'm a conservative. But we spend money every legislative session. It's not like we don't spend money. Yes, I think we should give more money to uh, public organizations to respond to FOIA requests. But if they don't get more money, doesn't mean they don't have the obligation.
2: Well, and the other thing that's happening, Robert, and I'll let you address this. Yes, sir. Is that you've got a lot of schools now, you've got a lot of uh, local uh, political uh, entities that are saying, well, yeah, go ahead and file your FOIA request, but whatever the cost it is to run the necessary paper and ink and whatever, to uh, give you the information you want, you have to pay for it.
10: Well, it's even it's even worse than that because, of course, if you get photocopies, they're allowed to charge you, you know, let's say, a nickel or a dime for the photocopy. The way around that, by the way, is just ask for digital copies. That's ask right. them to the email just like put it. There's on no the cop- thumb drive. Yeah. There's no pay. Put it on a thumb drive. Pay for the five dollar thumb drive. <laughs> there's no paper. There ain't no ink. So um, there's virtually no charge. What? Uh, uh, they've always, it's they, not fair actually, to some people who are not friends of transparency have wanted to create an environment where they could charge you for the labor of producing the FOIA request. The only problem is, you've paid for the labor for Already. producing, right, that's called tax dollars. How do you think that person has that job? You think they ain't getting a payroll? They ain't getting a paycheck? They getting it from the government and you're paying the government to pay those people. So I'm sick and tired of people saying, well we need money to pay for the labor. You're paying the salary. When is the last time a salary che- check from the state of Arkansas one of the localities bounced never so I'm just tired of this kind of nonsense <laughs> that they make up all the time now you We've want more money go down to the legislature and lobby for more money and you know what if you do it right and you ask for an appropriate amount I'll come join you how's that
2: okay here's the end getting him fired up doesn't take much
10: mm-hmm. doesn't take much you.
2: It doesn't take much. Because this is about the
10: people. This yeah. is about access. This is about transparency. And I am tired of bureaucrats telling us they know better for us. First of all, they don't. You know, when I joined academia, uh, I had a high opinion of academics. And <laughs> uh, that, that has uh, severely changed. Uh, but, you know, uh, You talk about, well, let the experts decide. Until I met the experts. You know who's better about deciding what's good for themselves and their family? Each individual. And I might not like every choice they make, but that's what freedom's about. You get to make choices for your life, and I get to make choices for my life and keep your nose out of my business.
2: See, that's what's important about universal choice, is that every family gets to make their
10: choice.
3: The ultimate minority is the individual. Indeed.
10: Indeed. And, you know, when uh, the governor, the current governor, Sarah, because we were mixing that earlier, just to be clear, uh, was the uh, spokesperson, uh, spokeswoman uh, for Donald Trump, uh, uh, she kept referring properly to the forgotten man, the forgotten person. And that's us, the taxpayer. Have you that, read that book? Oh, sure. Way? Of course. A great book. Right? And, and, and that's the, the beauty. when You know, when government takes over everybody's life. Uh, you know who's left left out the forgotten man, and who's the forgotten man? The average Joe uh, and, and the and the average Joanne, and it's a real problem. Uh, and we don't need government telling us to how to run their life. Nobody's calling for the elimination of government. You know, it's a le- leftist propaganda. Uh, but what they are doing what we do, not they, we do, is call for limited government and keep government out of our houses and let uh, let us parents. Uh, um, people decide for ourselves and for our children what's best. And you don't have to like it. And uh, just as long as there's no, of course, abuse, there's there's limits to everything, right? So if there's no abuse and wrongdoing like that, it's up to the individual to decide what's going on.
2: All right. Got to get it back again. 18 minutes after 10. Dallas, I'll let you take off. Uh, I'm back. Okay. Okay. We're we're back at the the Capitol. I was just making sure it looked like Dallas had found what she was looking for and was on the way back uh, Robert Steinbach is here if you, if you caught a little bit of our the talk that we were having you heard a little bit of inside talk radio mm-hmm. and about you know pro, you know promotions and things of that nature it's something that you're going to hear more on my show and things that we're going to we want to let you know who's been on so that it reminds you that you shouldn't miss the show at any given time
10: yeah this is look quite literally you're the guy in the cap we are speaking to the dave Ellswick audience right now from the state capitol yeah the third floor yeah house side right
2: this people walk at. by you got yeah.
10: legislators on you, you you get the buzz as it happens yeah you and and you
2: get sometimes you get them and they want to come on and talk and the feelings are very raw. That's right. Because that's right. maybe something some, just, something happened. Something something just happened. Something just happened. Something just happened. Yeah. And and, and and when when feelings are raw, that's when you get a lot of very good straight talk. That's right. From a from a politician, just to be honest. That's, that's exactly right. What happens? So, wh- I know that there's some bills that you're looking at. Yeah. Uh, and you and, and Joey are looking at running. Yeah. Uh, can you bring us up to date on on? On uh, the
10: Freedom of Information Act uh, and transparency in general um, there are uh, a few bills um, uh, Joey's working on some things on defining meetings and I'm trying to be involved in that as well because there's some ambiguity in the law now and it's worthwhile to clear those things up uh, also uh, clearing up some other ambiguities, Dan Sullivan is working on some things, uh, I don't want to get too far out ahead of it because they haven't been introduced yet and they're not you know if it was the, I, i'm happy to give the dave ellswick show the day before scoop really i mean that uh but um so well, far, don't
2: get too far over your street. that's it
10: right uh, but what i will tell you is on a related issue i think uh dan sullivan just introduced yesterday i don't even have the bill number offhand i mean it's it exists i just don't know it uh there was a bill Uh, from Dan Sullivan, uh, which is what I mentioned earlier in your show, uh, Dave, and it's a free speech on campus bill. And I think you could look at that bill as a type of transparency bill, because it says that everybody on a campus uh, is entitled to uh, use Uh, the the words they want to use right so uh, there's no mandatory pronouns there's no um, uh, telling us how to think and what to say it's about the competing ideas and this is in higher education Uh, and and frankly I think people on the left and the right should like this because it allows everybody you have the number Senate bill 125 Senate bill 125 it's a great number too it's hard to forget that one so take a look at Senate bill 125. If you're a good conservative, you want to make sure that our uh, uh, leftist indoctrination centers uh, are no longer that. And this is a bill that would do exactly that. Stop the leftist indoctrination in higher education. It's not about. K through 12, by the way, I'm not to be clear. I say that because that's another hill that we'll need to take, but uh, uh, one hill at a time, so to speak. Maybe we can do both in this legislative uh, session, uh, but uh, better to do them in separate bills, I suspect, uh, and I propose indeed. Uh, but Senate Bill 125, uh, this is a conservative idea about making sure that conservative voices are heard on campus in every possible way, in a non-disruptive way. Here's The irony is, you get these uh, leftists in academia, they're all for free speech, when it's leftist free speech, but then when a conservative may want to have free speech, all of a sudden, oh, no, no, it's going to be disruptive. In the bill itself, two or three times, it says it prohibits, by law, um, disruptive activity. So, there is no claim that, oh, this is going to create massive disruption. No, quite the contrary. It's in the law that it can't. That it can't. So this is an outstanding bill. And of course, uh, SB 71, uh, which is the um, Anti-Discrimination Act, and to be fair, to be clear, this is the conservative anti-discrimination act, meaning it does away with affirmative action. That's the hypocrisy of the left. They know no bounds to their hypocrisy, of course. Uh, and the hypocrisy of the left is, oh, we, we believe in uh, no discrimination unless it's our discrimination, unless it's de- leftist discrimination, unless we have quotas based on race, based on sex, based on uh, sexual identity. You name it, they got their quotas, and we eliminate all that. It's called merit, and we believe in a meritocracy, and that's the problem with the left. They don't believe in merit. Uh, well, we've got five spots for you and seven spots for you. Oh no, no, we don't have call- quotas. They claim why? Because instead of having seven spots, they got between five and ten. You know what between five and ten is, Dave? Seven, and that's the problem. Uh, <laughs> th- these people, uh, uh, they they think we are Bad fools, math class they, now. right? A little. Th- th- it's called conservative math. And the leftist claptrap is that they say one thing and mean exactly the opposite conservatives say what they believe you may not agree with us but we say what we believe and we need to put an end to discrimination and guess what we'll only be the eighth state to do it that puts us near the front but not at the very front who's ahead of us amongst others California so it's time for us to catch up with leftist California and do away with discrimination that is known uh, as affirmative action uh, euphemistically of course because it is just another form of discrimination
2: well what I always love about the left is that the left will call you every Every name
10: in the book. That's it. But they're the ones that's wearing the brown shirt. That's it. That's it. Oh, I'm ready for it, right? You're, you're an Ist racist or sexist or you just put and the, they're ist out the there. ones
2: that are all that's of those it. things
10: that's it but they say no no we're the good guys because we want to let in more of these groups. wait a second the more of this group you let in the less of the other group you let in right. so, since when is any environment unlimited right and this by the way you know who's the most discriminated against in academia it ain't whites no sorry take Asian. a number asians asians oh we got too many of them folk that's what the that's left what says say. Yeah, That's what the left is effectively saying. Uh, and, oh, they're a bunch of privileged, you know. No, they're not. Asians are, uh, as a general population. They work hard. Work hard, middle class, and lower middle class on average. So they are not privileged. A lot of them are recent immigrants, you know, one generation, two generations away, that kind of thing. So please, uh, this is discrimination. We need to end it.
2: All right. I'll see you tomorrow morning. That's right. You'll be in, in the, the studio. studio with me. and. Uh, We'll take this up again at that point. Indeed. God hoping bless. To, hoping to hear from Lanny fight yeah, here before we get out uh, today. we got 25 minutes left. Let's get some news in. Uh, Dallas Green is with me. It's the Dave Ellswick Show live from the Capitol right here at 101.1 1 FM, the end. All right. Let's get back to it. We've just got two uh, more segments uh, today at the Capitol. We're going to try to, you know, full, force some things in if we can. We're hoping that uh, – State uh, Representative for Lanny fight will be able to come by today, talk about his tire bill, but he's in meetings right now. The committees are meeting, but they didn't have a whole lot in front of education today, so he may be able to make it before the top of the hour, before 11 o'clock. If not, I'll get him set up for next week. Uh, looking for Robin Lundstrom next week. Uh, we'll look for, uh, what's well, it? Uh, Julie, we'll try to get her on as well, talk about some things that she's working on. So there's a lot of different people we like to get on. I'm working, trying to get the governor on, but she's busy, man. i got to tell you what, that woman is amazing how much stuff she has yes, taken she's on. she's doing some great things. Uh, we heard from Ben Gilmore. He was saying that he had a meeting with her and, uh, and uh, Tim Griffin last night at 8 o'clock. Yep. A working dinner. Well, so. it's a session. You, you sleep thing. when it's over. That's right. They're doing their thing as far as that's all concerned. So, Dallas, this is your first time to be able to do my show uh, when I'm here at the Capitol. What do you think? How? What? What are some things you've seen that uh, have interested in you?
3: Well, you know, education does. Yeah. All the education things, but I, as far as the atmosphere here i'm excited about that it has last session it was all gloom, been... and, it was yeah. gloom and doom there yeah. was like a heaviness here it was completely different um i've been coming up here for sessions since 2015 so uh last session was very everybody was bah humbug
2: well they were done they were through yeah, it was they, they it had was... gone through that cold covid thing yeah.
3: it's nice to see um everybody's smiling
2: yeah that's true but it's it there's a look it's like a ray of sunshine nothing against Asa well I guess it's a little bit against well it may be just his policies not
3: not him personally just the
2: direction well that and the way that he is and
3: I think you're you're true true to say it was had a lot to do with COVID I think everyone was just at their limit personally professionally politically and it, everybody had a bad attitude.
2: And there was a fight over that. Yeah, I mean it. it was, That's right. And it was vicious at times. Well,
3: a lot of people had lost their livelihood, and a lot of people had lost their lives over decisions that were made. So you know,
2: lots of sharp elbows. That's right. During that time. That's I mean, right. Seriously, a lot of, a lot of sharp uh, elbows. I mean, it, it, I never thought I'd ever be part of a lawsuit against the governor of a state. Right. And I was, uh, with, uh, you know getting Dan Sullivan state Senator Dan Sullivan brought that lawsuit and it was dropped when the governor finally dropped some things that he was doing That's right. and they needed to be dropped I was amazed at how he kept pushing his it was an overreach kingdom. it was an overreach it was a kingdom reach I mean he like I said he, he put up he put the oak leaf cluster on his head if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about you know <laughs> you know the Caesars. Yeah, that's what they put on their heads. You know, a lot of people don't know this. When they would come back from fighting and things of that nature in Rome, and then they would hold that over their heads yeah. of so the generals. But the, the person who was holding it, the reason his job was, is that the person stood behind behind him, and they would be whispering in his ear saying, "You are still mortal." To yeah. remind them, you still don't get the big head. Yeah, you still put your tunic on the same way as everybody right. else. Keep your feet on the that. ground. You know that's something that a lot of people don't know about. But that's uh, that was very interesting. As I've read about Roman history and things of that nature. And look, I'm not a big Roman uh, uh, Rome fan. Uh, they were one of the most well, they were ter- a terrible, terrible government. I mean, they put there were more slaves in Rome than there were free people. A lot of people don't know that. and uh, just, uh, well, It's
3: definitely not something we want to
2: aspire to. I don't want to emulate them. Right. Yeah, I'll emulate the Senate. Yeah, we can emulate that. can take that. the roads. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> the, the roads Appian are still way there. Appian Way and all of that. Yeah, <laughs> the Appian Way is still there. <laughs> the, the, the way that they got water in Rome is still there. Yeah, the aqueducts. They did a lot of stuff right back then, but they did a lot of stuff wrong. I mean, there's no doubt about that. All right. So let's uh, let's talk about some of the, uh, the things we've heard and talked about today. Really excited about what I heard uh, Senator Gilmore talk about, talking about uh, the whole sentencing, uh, truth and sentencing uh, bill for uh, 2023. Yeah, the criminal. And reform. actually, you you keep com- committing criminal acts. You're going to be put away longer and longer and longer. You want to be put away forever? Use a gun. We'll put you away forever. And, I, and I'm I'm excited about hearing them getting tough on crime. Uh, too too often it's it's been uh, soft on crime. Look at the, the the mayor of Little Rock. I mean uh, th- that's soft on crime. What has yes. they gotten us? Nothing that's except right. more killings. More crime. More killings. More homicides. I mean, unbelievable. They just had another one last night, and I saw. You know, what was it? it was a couple of policemen were involved, and they've been put on. You know, leave or mm-hmm. paid leave for a couple yeah, of weeks. And and Pending
3: investigation, I think that's we don't have pretty enough standard.
2: People, we don't have enough people. On, They're on the already very now.
3: short-handed.
2: Now, very. with that said, I'm not up for the police being a vigilante squad, all right? Like over in in uh, Memphis with right. those five officers that killed that yeah. kid. Yeah, that was. You know, I'm, good. I'm not about that. I'm not about that at all. But if somebody commits a crime, you're doing and smash and grab. You need to go to jail. No. Is that simple? No. Not in a revolving door and kick you back out and let you go do it again.
3: And that's what seems to be happening.
2: Well, it's crazy. I mean, you look at some of the big cities that we got now, and it, it's not only depressing, but it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I look at New York, I look at San Francisco, I look at uh, Chicago. It's embarrassing. I mean, it's embarrassing to me. I grew up outside of Chicago. It's a great, a great city. I love, I love Chicago. But I'd only go back to visit, and only would visit in certain areas of Chicago right now because it's so dangerous.
3: I just think it's really sad that um, it's been so accepting that we don't value life. No. There's no respect for someone's life.
2: No. And and amongst the youth, it's even worse.
3: That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's. It's very scary.
2: Did you see what, what happened to that uh, Fox reporter? Uh, he, was a, he was a weatherman. He was on a train and uh, a group of, uh, of teenagers, in average age 15 to 17, and they were in, the, in a car that he was in, and they were harassing an old man, a very elderly old man, and uh, they were smoking a joint on, on the train. And they stuck the joint in the, in the old man's hair and lit it on fire. And the uh, this weatherman jumped up and said, you can't do that. And they all turned on him. Mm. They beat the living crap out of him. Guess what didn't happen? The other passengers were in the car. They didn't rise up and, and, and help stop it. They allowed, allowed it to continue. They enabled it. Yeah, it's amazing. But that has happened in New York before. I remember the woman who was raped on the street uh, like at 3 o'clock in the morning uh, in New York, and uh, people could hear her screaming for help up in their apartments and stuff, and they got up and they closed their windows. That's so sad didn't have to, that Yeah, are, think about that. <clears throat> where, where has that... Go? Our country used to not be like that.
3: I think people feel powerless.
2: I think I'm, I would agree with that. And I think they're afraid that if they get involved, somehow, They'll be in trouble. Yeah, they're going to be they're in be trouble. They'll be liable. They're liable yeah. somehow. Yeah. I yeah, You about can't my do con- that. I'm that's liable. a police job.
3: I'm liable for my conscience. Yeah. I worry about that.
2: Yeah. Well, you know. I don't know how those people that that lady was raped and then killed right. live with themselves yeah, that that's, knew that's they. A- well, they're probably saying, well, thank God I didn't go down there because they probably killed me too.
3: A lot of people...
2: Yeah. Thank you. Allow God.
3: fear to control their actions. There's a lot you know, of that.
2: You know what God says about that, right? Yeah. 356 times in the Bible, he says, fear not. That's right. That's what he says. All right. It's quarter to 11. We've got to get a break in. I don't know if, if uh, we're going to get Judge fight up here or not. But if he does, we'll have him on the air. Stick around. We'll finish it up here in a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show.
0: On 101.1 FM, the answer.
2: Back with you. Dave Ellswick's show. Ryan Norris just ran by, said good. hi. He's, uh, Have a good he's, day. he's working it, brother. Let me tell you, he is out there working it. Has, oh, he doing a job. He's a machine Yeah, he's great. Look at uh, Americans for, uh, for Prosperity. For, they, for Prosperity. Great, great and uh, the Arkansas chapter has been doing great work yeah. since around 2002.
3: <gasps> Ryan has done a lot,
2: oh, a lot of things. He's really expanded. The and field. so has Pam. Yeah, we but we've had look. Think about the people who've been chairs to that. You've had mm-hmm. You had Ryan. hmm You had David. David Ray was Ray part of it. Ray. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, Hannah.
3: Bunch. Jason. She used to work for him.
2: Yeah, Jason. Uh, I think it's kind. Klein used to be head of it and then up in uh, northwest Arkansas uh, the lady who uh, used to be the, uh, the head of it. Nikki Beaver head.
3: works for them now. So I'm just it's saying. All, it's a all a bunch of good people. bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's and they're hard workers. And you know what? It's taken this many years for them really to be able to flex their muscle. Now. Yes. And they're doing it with uh, mm-hmm. with education right now. And I'm, I'm excited for them. Uh, I'm not saying that they haven't. They haven't gotten some things done in the past and David Ray did uh, with uh, the economy.
3: They they have been um, very active in a lot of cities that Teresa are trying to run a tax. Yes.
2: Who, who she, was, she, she yeah. Was, she, was, she was, but she was, I thought I saw her. Yeah, I saw I, her, I, her earlier. Okay, so she's yeah. here. I mean, she, once you get working in this stuff, you don't away easily no because there's politics. always one more bill yeah there's always or something one to more. deal with there's some there's some battle to be fought always you know that you got to keep uh, keep in mind
3: and you might not care about politics but it cares politics about you
2: sure but yeah As i've always told people that you might not want to be involved involved in politics but sooner or later politics will get involved with yeah. you
3: <laughs> yeah
2: yeah every time these people are meeting here there's a good chance it's going to be involved Most people
3: don't even realize what they've done.
2: No, they don't have any idea how much money could be taken out of their wallet. That's right. Hopefully, the Republicans are talking about putting more money back in to your wallet, yep. and I'm excited about that as well. We'll see that as we go along. Right now, I'm going to tell you, the big hubbub around here is education. Yes. It is, and, and that's what the, the governor has been really adamant about that she's pushing it hard
3: and we're excited
2: oh you know, i can't tell you how excited i am i'm i tell i've told this story a million times i going to tell it one more time in 2010 there was a state legislator that came up to me and says can i get on your show dave and i said what about and He says, i want to talk about at that point lakeview was the big plug that was keeping anything being done because of equity And he says, we can get around Lakeview. And I said, come on, talk about it. he came on and he started talking about uh, the money following the kids. Right. He said, that's the way you get around Lakeview. You can't say it's not equitable if everybody has the same amount of money. Obviously, it wasn't
3: equitable. There isn't a Lakeview school district anymore.
2: I know. So it
3: didn't work. You can't, you're just throwing Good you know, good money after bad that's bad all you're money doing after good yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah whatever yeah my dyslexia is jam. popping in
2: but the bottom line is <laughs> Yeah, it's it?
3: not good one way or the other it
2: wasn't and <laughs> that that state legislator in Tom yeah he's now a congressman his last name is western Yeah. He was the first one who came up to me in 2010.
3: Well, you know, he was the first person to start talking about the uh, reading curriculum. Yeah. He's been a, you know, when, when uh, the Dyslexia Support Group came in and we passed some of the legislation, he was so impressed because he had brought it to the table and it was immediately shot down. But he, he's, a, he's a pioneer.
2: He's a good guy.
3: Yeah, he is.
2: He's a good congressman. He is. Think about it. You voted him into House seat then you voted him into a congressional seat and now he's got the chairman's seat for uh, uh, national resources yes he does you know he's the man
3: yeah he's done a lot with that he
2: wasn't able to be on last this uh, this week because uh, he had big meetings going on about that
3: he's done a lot with education and
1: forestry
2: yeah that's what his degree is I know. think about that he went he went to an ivy league school to be a forester that is so weird. It's, just a, it's a great story, though. He's a, He is really a, a shining star as far as I'm concerned. And Arkansas is a shining star. I want you to think the last time that we had as much power as we have in the Congress in Washington, D.C. was uh, back with, uh, you know, the the Democrats.
3: I don't know that we've ever had this kind of power.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. We had, you had, uh, oh, Let's think for a moment. Some of the older, con- con- congressmen and, and senators. He had bumpers. Yeah, you had bumpers. Pr- but I'm trying. I'm trying to think of, and I always forget his name, that they named the expressway out here for him, and then they took it away from him. What uh, M- like that? I'm not sure. So go ahead, say name.
3: I was thinking about. Wasn't that Mills?
2: Yeah, Mills. Six thirty. Wilbur Mills. Mills. Yeah, Wilbur yeah. Mills. And of course, he fell out of favor. He was a, look, he was the chair for years of the House Ways and Means Committee, which is the most powerful committee in the House. He, he held it. He held up uh, Medicare for years with LBJ because he, his words, not mine, it's not sustainable. And guess what? It's not. It's not. I know I'm on it yeah. for now. All right. And they're still, they, you know, they still have it. They still throw more and more money at it, and it's never going to get better. It, it, it it's just not. And, yeah, uh, you know, Wilbur Mills, if if he hadn't have been hanging out with a stripper and drinking too much, he might have, uh, he might have got his shot at presidency. he wouldn't, it wouldn't have been a person. He looked at, he looked to be, uh, you know, he voted for Medicare reform and got it through House Ways and Means Committee. Uh, for LBJ when LBJ said that he would throw his power behind him to get the, uh, the Democratic nomination for president.
3: Okay. So you're uh, talking about stuff that happened before my time.
2: I'm talking a long time ago. I'm talking <laughs> 60s, all right? And I wasn't all that old at that time, but I've been involved in, and have been in love with politics uh, forever as far Hello. as that goes. And there goes Josh. He's on his way to committees. Josh Miller.
3: Yeah, but is he on the tire bill?
2: Yeah, there's something about that, that I think he's only, We we'll, should have stopped him. Yeah, we'll get we'll get fight on. Uh, I've I've made an open uh, arrangement with Dallas. She's going to give me an answer next week. I have asked her if she wants to be the Thursday co-host oh, here on. She does such a great job. Here's what I like about Dallas. She's been involved forever. If if I say this. You know, I say a name. She knows who I'm talking about.
3: Unless you start talking about Congress and stuff. <laughs> well, you,
2: you need to read up on Wilbur Mills. I it, guess that so. My whole point is. Well, I knew who he was. Back in that time, all right, with Dale Bumpers and all yes. the rest of them, Arkansas as a state, as small as we are, had an overwhelming uh, presence uh, nationally. And we've got that now. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. Hill was just put on the Intelligence uh, Committee, okay? You've got Womack is, uh, I forget what, what, where he's going to be at, but it's important. You look at Tom Cotton, mm-hmm. you look at Bo- Bozeman, if we had won the Senate, would be chair of the Ag Committee right now. Right. I mean, that's a lot of Which power. Which would have been
3: huge to have a conservative there.
2: Well, for that and for farmers here in Arkansas? Yes. Oh my God, it would have yeah. been great. Uh, we Look, as Arkansans, we did what we could, okay? We can't vote for people in Connecticut um, or Massachusetts. I wish we could sometimes. Those, well, I was, yeah, I wish I could negate them, to be honest <laughs> with you, or California or whatever. But the things things are changing power-wise. Look, they lost three seats in California this last election. Keep that in mind. we give you something to smile about today. All right, with that <laughs> said, uh, we're done for today. It's been a pleasure, Dallas. I you always did a great enjoyed, job.
3: Well, thank you and I always enjoy being with you. always
2: and, got great pertinent questions <laughs> to ask. Look, because you stay up and you stay up on what's going on. Well, and
3: I, I just I, I just have questions.
2: Well, that's good. It's good to question. <laughs> Sometimes take,
3: I want to know what are you thinking when they are you know, taking
2: your money. I want to know always what they're thinking. want to ask questions. It's
3: just like a David Ray, and I know he's going to get to talk about the Independent Citizen Commission, and I'm glad I asked him. What are you thinking? And now I understand, and, I, and I'm all for it. And
2: he's going to come back on and, and talk, he's gonna about talk about it, because that. there's some explaining that has yeah, to. Yeah, he, he needed with it. to
3: explain it, and now I'm like, okay, okay, I get it.
2: I mean, I had to explain issue three that Woods wrote several years yes. back that it wasn't what it looked like; it right. was something totally different, right. and uh, people didn't listen. Yeah. But I can't make you listen. That's right. You I can't make you vote a certain way. All I can do is give you the facts. All you can do but is yell fire. Yeah, I try. I yeah. try. All right, right, with that said, let's take a break. Let's get to the news at the top of the hour. I'll be back here at the Capitol uh, on Tuesday. Nick Horton will be my special uh, guest host Love at that Nick. time. And then uh, tomorrow I'll be back on at 7 o'clock. And uh, Robert Steinbach and Chris uh Corbett will be on, and Matt Smith will finish it off with us because he's going to talk about what movies are out this weekend so that if you're heading out on a date or whatever, you know what you should go see. With that said, you have a great one. I will talk to you again tomorrow morning, and uh, that wraps up this uh, broadcast from the State Capitol